Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 110. This is the Option Podcast. That girl right there. Hello. That's Tunisa Sri. The episode starts right now. Hey. Good, Denise. What's going on? I'm just call you Tin, right? That's what your friends you, call you. You can call me whatever you want, but Tin is what everyone calls me in the volleyball world. Then I want to be just like every. I want to be like <laughs> the be cool like kids. Else. I want to be like the cool kids. The cool kids started that nickname. So, so this is episode 110. This is the Option Podcast. I'm your hostess, host with the most. I'm Jason DeBellis. Um, But before we go any further, I got a little song to sing. Guess who's back? Hey. <laughs> back again. <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> Oh my God, I miss this girl, Miranda. I'm so, yo, it's been the most single, most miserable fucking uh, um, point in my life without you. And I'm glad you're back. You you are a lifesaver. I'd love to hear that. Trying to to tech for my own show. (laughs) My computer humming right now. Um, So we're here, man. Welcome to the podcast, girl. Man, I feel like I've been missing out. I've mentioned you to a couple of people. They know yeah. you. Okay, they that's good. You. They know that's you. good. And I well, just met you, so I yeah. mean, doesn't feel. It's like always amazing. It's always amazing to people that pretend they don't know you, though, <laughs> because they think it'll make them uncool. Because yeah. you're right. If you're not part of the good old boys club, yeah. they're like, I, I, well, I kind of know him. I'm like, you can't possibly. I've heard of him. You can't possibly at this point, right? If you think you're you're in touch with the volleyball community, like if you think this, we're all one big family and yeah, and, and everyone knows each other. You, 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 you lying through your little devil yeah. ass. You say, at this point, we haven't met yet. Miranda, everyone knows you. Uh, um, you. I just, yes. man, I just, I just got to know you over the weekend. I'm glad. Yes. And once again, I'm really glad to have you on the podcast. So for everybody listening, Tim, this is Tim Butler. She <laughs> is, um, no, you play for Butler. Tim three. Yeah, but played I played for York longer. Yes, York. Yes, yes. Yes. Where's York again, Pennsylvania? Okay, so you're going to be surprised to hear this, but York's Please. in Toronto, Canada, locally. So Brandy Wilkerson and Mel Jimena Paradis went there. Okay. So we grew up playing together. Holy sugar. Yeah, so they've been trying to get me on the beach circuit forever, and only now I've dived over. <laughs> when know? did you, um, did you play all four years there? I did, yes, yes. Uh, when did you, okay, all right. Yeah, so I was there, and, you know, we, we tore it up together, but it was a great a, time. I just want to do a quick share. I want to share this on NY Varsity Sports, and I want to share this on the Option Podcast. Sweet. Share, share. Look at me sharing in the middle of this. Share away. Let's do Central Park Volleyball, because they, they, <laughs> they love tall, tall, exotic women. We got two of them here. I'm saying, <laughs> right? Well, Miranda knows. You, you, you. Uh-huh. Look, tall women get treated differently in New York, man. Everywhere. Dude, Maybe I go to the... Especially, but... I go to the pizzeria. They're like one seventy five for you, miss. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm next in line. They're like, can I help you? Oh, I'm like, I, I, excuse I don't, me. I don't, I'm like, I don't get that treatment. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get I'm that. Kinda, I'm kind of exotic. On. What about? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm important. I I eat German food and yeah, Italian yeah. food. Yeah. So you are pretty. How new are you to the beach? This is my first year. It's your it's first. My first year. year, and I feel like you know I came out of a good time. I do feel a little late to the game because I haven't touched it at all growing up everyone you know the summers of summers of when you're a kid you pick it up just play for two months i never did that i made the national team for canada real early so in the ninth grade i was already in the national team so every summer after school finished 
I moved over to like in May, June, I would just fly to our home base in Manitoba and just train out there. So I never, I literally haven't walked on sand. So the first two months out here, the first three months out here, all I did was like, even walking, I'd be like, damn, my calves are sore, you know? So this is literally my first year. feels great. You know, lots of, lots of changes already, but it's all progress. I just gave you some microphone. There it is. Hey, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's good because if you're away, the the gain is cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just ask the question, like everybody that, that, that plays indoor, that's interested in the beach, or just be- beach people. Right now, you have people that only play beach yeah. because it's become an NCAA sport. Oh my gosh, it's sizes. so amazing to see it, especially yeah. in the woman's side. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. These girls who are coming up 17, 18, already you know, trying to do AVP, it's awesome. And you don't really see that. You're seeing it a lot now. Yeah, um, well, it's because it became an NCAA sport. Yes. Like, and now it's a business, they're, right? They're feeding like, it. All, all the club sizes have tripled. Yeah. Um, I no was better re- place than, but USA to do that too, you know? Yeah. Well, you would think, right? Yeah. I mean, we just need good coaching. That's how I mean. <laughs> we could get we could get started on that later, right? You know, but well, I mean, that's but, a whole new topic. That's no, a whole but there's new day. nothing more painful than looking at an average mechanic in a room full of Ferraris. Like we we just gotta, you know, we gotta they gotta step up that game. And I'm not just talking about cap one. And I'm not just talking about people referring to studies, man. Yeah. You know, like I consider experience experience. Yes. You know, and at the end of the day, the real scientists are us, the coaches and the players. Yes. The the lab rats and, and exactly and the, the ones people who have throwing been through shit it. to all yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. it sticks. I'm not dismissive of the science. I'm, I'm just accepting of the science collected. Yes. Right? Because if you look at someone that's a study show, right? Yes. You'd be surprised if you actually looked at the study. Yeah. I mean, you got to really look deep into it. who's doing the study. That's important too, you know? Yes. Who's doing the study? Yeah. Is, was the study actually done on volleyball people or basketball people or other <laughs> sports? Was the study like... How many people? You yeah. Know? Was it on women at. or men, right? Yeah. Was it college or professional? Was it division one, two, or three? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was the study done in three weeks or nine days? <laughs> was it a, a nine-person roster yeah. or a 20-person yeah. roster? All those make big differences. Yeah. I mean, because anyone that vets the study that's already a professional will just say the study's correct because they looked at the lurking variables. Yes, yes. You know, and they're like, yes, the study's correct, uh, uh, but it's correct on what they collected. On what they collected, yes. of course, because they're just going to present yeah. that. Yeah, I don't believe I, I don't believe in all the science, period. There is no such term. I believe in all the science collected. Yes, you know, yes. Or science not yet understood. Yes, because there's a proper way to do research, too. Right? And that's Hell important. Yeah. So give me one thing that was the easiest to transition from indoor to the beach. Ball control. You were I an outsider? Yes, um, I was outside and then I played Libby year too. So um, I think that's why starting so late, I feel like I, I'm not missing too much, you know, because the ball control, they say, you know, beach is all about that. If you have ball control, no matter what your size is, you can get away with it, you know? So that's kind of the the main thing I had going for me. So I didn't feel like I was missing too much there. So skill wise, I would definitely say ball control. Um yeah. I think anyone that's played outside here, um, that transition to the beach will, co- uh, beach will co-sign with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then in terms of like not physical and everything else, I mean, the easiest transition is less people. You know, I don't, there's, you don't have to worry about four other people coming to win that championship with you. Look at Miranda. Look at Miranda. She, <laughs> she like, like she like, I know. Thankless ass job. Dude. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I, I read you. Yeah, yeah. You only have to worry about one other person and it's almost like an individual sport, you know? So... I think I really, I, I really enjoy that. I think that's, that's much better than having to worry about a whole roster. <laughs> Look, Liberos, 
I think they trans transition to the beach very well because their bump set is already there. Like in the new, like in the new system, in the old system of volleyball, the opposite was the off hands, right? Yeah. New system of volleyball, just to make this little guy feel more important. Let's let's have him set from behind the ten foot line a predictable ball that's going to be triple block. So, uh, but <laughs> for liberos, the bump sets there, the defense, yeah, the digging, defense there, obviously. There. Uh, and the service is there. there exactly they're only missing their offense you know yeah. and offense is a whole new game in beach it's all you know there's a lot of shot work there's a lot of a lot of options and it's, it's not a power game this this thing's gonna crash in a minute it's already said um cause, because the facebook setting is 720p and it's and we're doing 1080p or oh, got it, got whatever it. so we'll just we'll go as long as we can until until this yeah. thing go, in, until it goes that to works. hell but we have this we have um we have miranda my lifesaver but i i find that setters find the same the same thing too mm-hmm. like serve receive and um like you look at people that are indoor setters like chris austin yeah He's 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 already got good sand hands. Yeah. It's not like he had to learn how to oh, catch yeah, and throw. Sure. He's got really good hands. I'm, I think I'm, setters, mm-hmm. you know, especially tall setters, like transition to blocking really yeah. well, just because they know how to line up really well. You know, they they're blocking all the outside hitters from indoor. So that transition I find is good to see. It is like Sarah Pavin was a right side, yep, a weak side player. You know, in indoor, so matched up against a dynamic person that more often than not required two blocks. Where yeah, I also <laughs> well for me. Um, and I actually, since I got Miranda in the house, I'm going to ask her this. I'm, I'm going to bounce the same question to you. Right. Um, for me, the easiest thing was blocking. Be- I'm an indoor oh, setter. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. It just allowed me. Well, blocking, you know, in most systems, the outside hitter has to fill the hole. I know the middle is a thankless job, and I get that. But yeah. you're you're part of a system, you're part of a team, whatever. And if you go for self, sometimes they're gonna they're gonna cut you, they're gonna cut you in seam, they're gonna cut your split seam, or they're gonna or they're gonna kick the field, um, the extra point between your hands. But where outdoor, you just you know it's just you. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you, you have, can you have permission one-on-one. to be more aggressive. Yeah. I love and, that. And and um, I was already a good one-on-one blocker indoor. Because insistent. No, but like you said, sometimes yeah. on my one on ones, like an indoor, I appreciate that more because I can like line up myself and cover mm. what I need to do and read the hitter. I don't have to worry about someone closing and taking away space. Yeah. You know, one on one, it's like you're going, you know, and I think more of your successful blocks might come from that. I, I agree. I think, and I also think your peripheral IQ, like if you're in system and the middle has to go with that middle, like knowing that you're by yourself where you can go on autopilot and be like, I'm right, solo. I got to do, yeah. I got to do something on my own. Um, I was very, very trusted among my teams. I, I That's set, another I set thing. for That's some key. pretty good teams. That's I, key. Because um, then they can fill around you versus they might be like, you know what? Just take away space. Yeah. You know? But when I moved to California, I'm like, blocking is not the easiest thing. It's just, <laughs> it's just every, it's sand. Because I was predominantly a grass player before Sam. So, Got it. So that's a huge difference from a six-one blocker to go from enduring grass to sand and think you're going to split block or even be or <laughs> or, or in, in some fantasy world be a primary blocker. That just doesn't happen. So, so um, for me, it was blocking, but service yeah, was wow, easy. Wow, that's awesome. I, for me, yeah, service was. Yeah. That's something I'll never. But I mean, movement's a little slow. But once that comes, you know, platform's I, always there. I also think. Serve receives easier because you're not you don't have to pass to a specific target where mm. you where your play has where it's a timing play with the yeah, middles yeah. or this and that like two and a half all the time yeah you know something where you only have to pass something where <laughs> the, the beach court. player has still has peripheral vision options still can use their hands and this and that and that's yep. it and that's yep. that's easy as pie yeah Miranda um you're an indoor player that you play for El Camino mm-hmm. for a little bit yeah. did you play oppo middle or outside I played middle you played middle yeah speaking of thankless jobs yeah so what was the, what was the easiest <laughs> thing what was the easiest thing for you 
Um, I just think it was having the opportunity to do all the stuff that I wasn't able to do indoor because playing middle, oh, yeah. you know, you got funneled to doing all the middle stuff. Yep, you didn't get no to passing. do the passing. You didn't get to do the setting. Yes, you yes. were just sent to do the middle stuff. Just go so, bounce balls. Yeah, yeah. So it was just getting the opportunity to be more well-rounded player than I was before. I felt like I was like a one trick pony indoor. Like you just do one thing. That's awesome. Time. Actually, never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I have because anyone that's ever played middle for one season can appreciate <laughs> yeah, what never she's talking on about. It. Yeah, I think honestly, I think everyone should do it just for one season, just so they can appreciate. No, it. no, no, no. I, no. I appreciate like my middle so much. <laughs> <laughs> my middles are always, you know, appreciate where I need them to be, the but they're always where I don't need them to be too. So, <laughs> I know they do well, and if they can, when they get those blocks and make me not get my head chopped off, you know, in those scene plays, I thank them. Yes, they're very appreciative. Yep. That's like. Um, football, like a f the front line, the yeah, front yeah. five protecting the quarterback. Oh my gosh. Everybody gets Rolex watches at the end. They everyone, get me the most excited, you know. The bounce balls are from them, so they get us the most amped, just like the digs from the mm -hmm. liberos. It's one of those two, you know. So yeah, um, so Miranda, I definitely understand, but it works for you because you actually br you do bring size uh, on a woman's height net, um, so it it wouldn't be like a far reach to see you as a full-time blocker or at least split, you know, where my yeah. situation was different and hers. Hers, is a dy I, I guess, on, as far as dynamics is concerned, was different. Yes. Um, so what's the most difficult thing to transition so far? Man, it's definitely the movement. Like, <laughs> the movement is crazy different. Like, there's so many things I can't do in indoor in terms of even, like, as high as I can get. I mean, that's probably for everybody. But broad jumping, you know, someone who played left side, you broad jump like crazy, hitting pipe balls, you're broad jumping and you're ending up at the net, leaving the attack line, you know? So I'm still broad jumping a little bit and, you know, sand sharks always eating me, but I got to find a way not to <laughs> broad jump so much. But I think that's the, the definitely easily the most difficult thing. The, the movement. The sand sharks. Miranda. The sand sharks. <laughs> yeah. They get ya. <laughs> sand shark. Da, 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 sand shark. Da, 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 da. Gotta get this. <laughs> I'm gonna be singing that all night long. <laughs> Baby shark. Go ahead. Um, what's the most difficult? I would probably say just learning how to set with my hands. It's something that I just started doing recently and it's still so difficult for me and I kind of blame my years of playing middle for that because mm -hmm. you don't have the opportunity to get all those touches that everybody else has been getting for years not playing middle yeah <laughs> um so yeah probably the setting but it's nice learning something new yeah for me it was offense okay for me it's offense in fact every time i take time away from the beach and i come back i feel like i gotta relearn how to hit all do you feel again. like it's timing is no it's it's more about create what john mayer who's the head coach at lmu um i was his assistant in 2018 okay. it's something he would call creating a string get get oh. uh, so getting to your runway where you're like you said where you know you're not going to broad jump yes you're, like you maybe if you shorten your approach you find yourself going more mm -hmm. up than than mm -hmm. going across so taking a better one so two. for me um I've only been playing beach for like 10 years. I played in Central Park and they would use me to cross train. I would use them to cross train for indoor. Got it. And they'd use me to help them prepare for outdoor tournaments because I had, I had mad skills. Oh, so uh, you, were um, supposed, you were the person I should have gone to first. Yeah. For me. Okay, got 100%. it. 100%. Okay, got it. No, no doubt. I mean, that was supposed to be a joke, but I can't believe I answered that. Man, I'm out this. I'm out the game if I just answered that that question seriously. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you a joke that I could wait. But, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so you as a player, and this is for the, uh, again, we, we owe it to our audience who's listening. You as a player, if you are the type of player that gets to your runway after your pass, we call it rhythm rhythm approach, yep. you get to the runway at the same time. Or I'll use Nick Lucena as, as an example. He'll pass and then he'll literally go to his, his string and mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. And then wait for the set, and then time is four step. Got it. You know, which yeah. is which is pretty fail safe. Like if you do that, it allows you to speed course, up when it's yes. low, allows you to slow down when it's high, left and right mm-hmm, when it's left mm-hmm, and right. Mm-hmm. So first, we as players or the people listening, you as a player have to establish if you're someone that passes and gets to your runway or creates your string in rhythm to the set. Like you already see how high the ball is, and you're you're kind of taking your time to get there. You're not rushing to get there. So th- we call those rhythm approachers. Uh, um, not we, I do. Yeah. But um, we call those rhythm approachers, and then the other ones we just call string approachers. Like Got if it. the set's inside, you string with them. Yep. Sometimes ocean ocean side, like, for, like if you're, you're, if you're lie, actually playing lie, on the beach, yeah. if you're literally playing on the beach where the wind's going ocean a strand. Yeah. You probably string along with the setter Got for it. um ba- basic uh, beach yeah, volleyball. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's also about knowing your partner too. Of course. Like your partner could jack. They are, yeah. Your partner could jack it to the pin and to the winds yeah, if you know yeah, your partner. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Miranda, you said it was um, timing. I said it was setting. Setting so. was a tricky one for me. Give you a little bit of volume. I try to turn the game down as much as I can. She's got a lapel mic. Because Osborne oh, yeah. is wherever he is. He, he borrowed my mic. Okay. And then, <laughs> You're listening. <laughs> and then for my other, I have another Coming mic. I have another mic that has like a different bracket. Got it. So he took the bracket for one mic. Oh, gosh. And he took the microphone for the other mic. Oh, so he, gosh. in essence, he jacked uh, two Move. mics from me because I got one in the closet I can't use because I can't, there's nothing to hold it. Oh. And he took, because he took the holder for one and the got mic it, got for it. the so other. Got it, I mean, it's useless. Oz, good coach. Have, yeah. uh, that's someone, any junior or adult should get with for private lessons. He's the, one of the best coaches on the beach no one talks about. His name is Oz Borges. He's Cuban, Cuban-American. Okay. Um, he Where's was, he out of? Um, he lives here in Hermosa Beach. Have you done sessions then? Yeah. Well, he's been playing Super Dad lately. Oh, okay. He has a kid, I think, that's like three years old. And, and okay. you know, he had some promises to keep when the, as soon as the kid learned how to walk. Oh, so, I mean, good for know, him. We all do, For sticking right? with them, yeah. But um, he made um, he made the draw with Bruno Amarim. He Got made it. Hermosa Beach. That was the tournament. Bruno had blisters on the bottom of his feet. Like he thought he could just rock rock the hot sun like Oz does, but Oz's Oz's keep feet are callous the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Bruno ooh, started to look like roast beef, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh! You got a little Brandy Wilkerson thing. Did she look a little dark skinned Brandy Wilkerson thing going? Yeah, we in co- in college we used to get compared all the time. Not because we looked alike, because Brandy and I used to wear the hair the same way too. Like we both lose the side. We both had big hair. And we're both tall. We're both five, you know, eleven. So same old tall brown girl story. Yeah. No the thing For I sure. like about true, Brandy. you probably get it too. I know. I've got yeah. I've got a Brandy. Oh yeah. God. The only thing is, I didn't have curls. Funny. She did. So that was the kind of like there's the straight girl and there's the curly haired version. The thing I like about Brandy is she's got man moves and the and, but the feminine walk. Like oh, she will don't go, get me started on her walk. She will go to the net. Right? She will go to the <laughs> She's net, the right? Cutest, yes. She'll go to the net. She'll touch the sand on her crouch, yep. touch the clouds on her yeah, jump. Literally. And, then, and then when she lands, 
You know what's funny? <laughs> it, just, no, it just tickles me when I What you don't know is that's way better than it used to be. She oh, used no. to get made fun of by like all of our teammates about that. The and she used to like Barbie walk to go serve and like she's changed a lot. You know, this is less <laughs> less girl version of her now. Wow. Oh my god. So yeah, but I, I love it. Just yeah. she, she walks like it like she's tickling. And then she'll like, everything be building you a house after that, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. let's cue ourselves off the court, but or the, the sand, but I'll still shove block you. I actually like her and Sarah Hughes as a team. Like, mm-hmm. for the people looking on the outside and for the people who, who think they know what they're talking about and, and versus the ones who do, it it looks, and I'll just say it out loud because this is what people are thinking, but they're too chicken shit to say because people will be like, who are you to say that? Oh, what, yeah, yeah. what are your credentials? All right, but me, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. care. I think a lot of people call, call it a marriage of convenience. Yeah, right? okay. Like, um... She didn't have her partner, the Canadian, right? Sarah Hughes didn't doesn't didn't have um she had it was Kelly Clay's first and it was Summer Ross, and then um, it was kind of a marriage of convenience. Yeah, Brandy can't play with her other part, her Canadian right. friend because she's Canadian. Right. So whenever she's out here, she she usually plays with uh, Sarah Hughes. But she played a tournament with Clay's once, and she also mm-hmm. played a tournament with I forgot her name in New York. Um, do you remember? She's a little older. Brenna Nicole. Brana. Oh, Nicole Brenna. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Nicole Brenna is nice. Oh yeah, Brandy has only savage, good things dude. to say about her. So yeah, they made uh, Manhattan they Beach finals. They came second. Yeah, yeah they, they came second. It was awesome. It was I think dope. it was New York and Manhattan Beach. They they played together for like a whole uh, yeah, year. And yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. That summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, they did well. Yeah, and that's Brandy look. That that was a testament that these girls bringing up the rear. We're we're gonna get into women's volleyball in a minute, but. I don't think it should be a marriage of convenience. And people only say that because Sarah's predominantly... She's more formidable on the right side. Yeah, okay. She is, but she's a, she's a more rangy hitter. And okay. then sometimes she finds herself broad jumping a little bit where on she the... limits her range. And when she tries to hit cross court, she gets she gets muffed by like a top five, yeah. top five blocker. But why not just run back sets? Run, run, attack one side of the net the entire <laughs> match with two people that that have their best shot. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I'd love to agree with you. If you know, there's no such thing as that wind and risk component. That seems really risky doing it all the time. But if you can perfect that, why not? But I mean, on one side of the net, yeah, yeah, should yeah. be a hundred percent back sets. Right, the easier the wind yeah. side. Bill Kalinsky, Eric Baranek, they made the Manhattan Beach semifinals. Doing that from the from the qualifier. Uh, on South Side, we'll just call it South Side. Got it. Um, Ocean, um, Ocean Oceans. Strand. Okay. And that was Bill Kalinsky all day. Wow. Eric Baranek, he 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 wasn't back set, and he just sat, and he would just he would overlap his string where it looked like he's back setting, but he's just really running up the middle. Mm. Or if you jack it to the pin, he's he's treating it like a like just a two like a side a, a two, type, yeah. Kind of like kind of like you know like a slide set, but to like the but, other side, but yeah. like the traditional like the traditional jump. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yes. So. And that got him all the way to the semis. You know, I mean, uh, I, and I know because I, I ended up coaching against that team three times. I was coaching Rob. <laughs> I'm so successful. <laughs> I was coaching Rob and Rob. Um, I wasn't coaching Earl and Jake, so it was only two teams. And Rafa Rodriguez, the first round. So Eric didn't want to see me anymore after that. No. <laughs> so you're playing with Mercedes? I am. Mercedes Vaughn. Where'd you meet Mercedes? Um, I actually met her at Better at Beach Camp. So when I first moved out here, I didn't know anyone except people that were playing the AVP. And, you know, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so I wasn't training with them. And they were just trying to tell me, you know, meet people, get out there. And I got, a, you know, someone hooked me up with Brandon Joyner and Mark Burek. And they were like, you know, message this guy. And they had a camp and they put me into their, you know, a, I don't, their, I think it was their, 
advanced for better at beach i don't know how they're like all the they have so many group. yeah the women's group so you know for me you know the skill level was you know a little lower than what i'm used to an in indoor but because of you know my movement struggles i felt comfortable there because the game was slower and i you know i had to work on not being as fast so it, it really challenged me it was really frustrating you know the hardest part is it was such a humbling process you know being at the top of the game and then having to literally start from scratch almost it's almost like a new sport Mark Burek is really good at recognizing that yes. too. Um, Joiner, I, I really don't know as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, he seems like a nice guy. And we say hi, this and that. Yeah. Um, but Burek, I've had a lot of conversations with him, and he, 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 he sees that. I guess yeah. that just comes from years and years. Of, okay, she, she's she's here right now, but she she doesn't see where her ceiling is. And let's let's play with that. A oh little yeah, he bit. pushed let's me too. That. Let's explore that a little. You know, bit. he didn't let me give the option like the excuses yeah. of oh this is new to me. You know, I'm new. Like this is like I, I can't get there. Like if there, he didn't really give me those options. He was just like no, you know how to get there. Like just get there. You know, he didn't like he didn't let me have that. Hey, I'm new. I just skipped that step, which is great. You know, that really pushed me to get a little faster. So yeah, it, it was intense, to, but it was great. Nobody want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark. You know, use it for a week and then well, Mark it's, it's the, old news. Well, Mark, to my knowledge, in the South Bay is the only guy. Better at Beach is the only club on our camp and club for adults. Yes. Because right in, in, this, in this side of town, they're only interested in coaching, coaching juniors. Or professionals. Yeah. The, 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 the adults, I'm like, what, uh, you know what I mean? But Mark, just just an amazing an amazing job. I was I had Brendan, I had um, John Schwengel on a podcast Got yesterday. Okay. And he was like talking about playing against Mark and like in New York and how was, he was the home favorite. And I Aww. said, and I said I, I'll tell you this, 2016, he wasn't the home favorite. They, <laughs> New York couldn't stand the guy. Oh like, I mean, he's playing against the McKibbins with uh, yeah. uh, 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 Topple, yeah. Kurt Topple, and they're cheering for the McKibbins. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's because at that time he had a reputation for being a hothead. Yes. And if you just met him this year or, or a year from now, or a year from now, or even two years from now, yeah. you'd be like, that Same guy's guy? a hothead? No way. <laughs> no, no fucking yeah. way. You can see it, though. Like, not the hotheadness, but you can see the intensity. Hell yeah. He's he's really fired up. He's even, like like I said, in a group that was, like, even a lower level, he was just as intense. Like, he gives that 110% mm-hmm. even to all levels. So I can see that, that his, that's his natural personality. So there are I'm, couple I'm not guys, surprised. There are a couple of guys I call, the, like, the James Brown of volleyball. <laughs> um, like, as far as coaches are concerned, Jeff Alzina. Okay. That that is the one of the hardest working. When I say James Brown of volleyball, like hardest working man in, in America. They're in the studio. It, looks, right, it sounds good. James, want to go? No. What else? What needs to be fixed? Well, we just fix this. Let's fix this tomorrow. No, today. Like right we, now. Yes, that's Jeff Alzina. <laughs> he's, okay. he's a he's a he's a awesome. fucking bulldog, dude. Uh, for those of you listening, Jeff Alzina um, right now is a, the head coach at Santa Clara, their NCAA beach team. He was Stein Metzger's assistant at UCLA when they were repeat champions. Um, and he was also Stein Metzger's coach in the Olympics. And he pretty much single-handedly built the Greek uh, beach program in, in Athens because Greece was the host. Wow. And they they were, talk, they were tra- talking about building a team for 2008, and he actually got it up and running by 2004 by the mm-hmm. time they were the host. So this this guy behind the scenes no one talks about. You you might see him do some color commentary and this and that. They're like, I don't, I don't know who this guy is, but he, he, his analytical is on point and... 
as far as like profound respect there's not there's not a whole lot of coaches i respect more than him mm. you know i mean on a general level everyone has my respect and, until you abuse it but but there are levels of respect yeah. and and praise and admiration and yeah. people people you want to emulate you know and this and that and i've been like we've been coaching together the almost the same amount of time but for beach i really at the end of the day i want to be like him yeah. you know <laughs> i mean that's that's just being real yeah. so the player that's the hardest working man in America. That's that's I mean, that's Mark Burek. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's James Brown. Yeah, so we met him. You know, we met him there. We did the camp. We did the camp for about you know maybe just not too long, maybe two months. Mm -hmm. You know, the new year hit, and me and her just decided like it was time to, you know, take the next step and just move on and get more sessions. You know, twice a week with a huge group. We wanted something a little you know more guided and more individual base so smart yeah so you know and we you know the movement is going to take time but that for us getting that team play getting you know involved with the community was the most important thing and then we decided to take the next step together and we both moved along and um we met um arthur and arthur. i mean arthur yeah and you know you only hear good things about arthur and we were ecstatic and we started working with him and we saw you know results progress should I say right off the bat, you know, my main concern, like me and my partner had different goals. So my main goals was I didn't care about too much about the technical, you know, I, I thought, you know, I had a lot of history of volleyball. I had at least 10, 10 plus years of volleyball, ball control was there. Technical, I wasn't too focused on, you know, even Arthur, you know, he felt confident in my technical. It was my conditioning, you know, the transfer indoor volleyball, you know, never got that tired. You know, there might be one rally when I hit three balls in a row, but that would be the, the max, you know, and then you get, a, you get, you get right back to it. But beach, you know, when I was first out here, the first rally, I'd be like, guys, you know, can I get a water break? So I went to Arthur because I heard he's good and he's Brazilian style training was, you know, just reps, reps, reps and just move your move your butt. And I got conditioned fast, fast, fast. And within a month. Oh, yeah. Those cones became my best. Well, became his best friends, not mine. But within a month, I felt smooth. I felt comfortable just working with Fluid. him. Yeah. Fluid a little bit, just moving a little better. Um, actually getting to things that I was like, oh, you know what, I should be getting to. And Mercedes was the opposite. She needed technical. She's a beast. You know, she moves on the sand like a ballerina. She's so fast. She's so quick. She's so strong. You, know, you, can, <laughs> you can, you know, you can just see it from a mile away. And she just, she played middle. So like Miranda said, she was missing all the other skills that you didn't get. The passing, the, you know, setting or, you know, movement. She had a lot of great, she was, she was a beast. But she was missing that. So we were total different players. Like, if I can put us together, we'd be a, that's the player I want to be, you know? <laughs> that's wow. why this partnership is good. But, um, so, you know, we worked with Arthur for a bit, and it was great. And then uh, after I found that I got my conditioning down, we felt like we were missing our teamwork and, you know, a little bit of technical. So we moved, you know, we worked with, we're new. So I think trying out different things was the way to go. And one of the best advice I got from people is finding the best coaching style for you. Um, when you're new to the beach so we now we're working with dylan and you know i feel like we're meshing a little better in terms of us and the technical is definitely getting there too that's all where we are at now all right first things first the brazilians arturo uh pompilio yes uh the, those crew of guys that which are um really reps based coaches but mm -hmm. but reps base is about seeing that you, a technique that you have and doing it over and over until it's second nature yeah. and that's why their style of coaching yeah, habitual. Is, is, is it has has enjoyed some volleyball prosperity yes now with that being said as far as finding a coach that's a match for you this is this is a piece of advice i think um miranda might co-sign or not i'll take it we do not adults at your level right now are not interested in coaches that are taking what you have and breaking it down and creating something entirely new. 
right? Nobody is going to come up to Phil and say, you're a goofy foot, you need to change your steps. No way, it works. Um, Rob and I, uh, Miranda, she, uh, with, um, I did it. I did some practices with Oz, uh, Oz and Rob, and they were trying to show me the like the knee technique, the knee down mm-hmm, technique, mm-hmm. and this and that. Yep. And Rob and I had some words over that, and this and that, and mm-hmm. but it, it really ended up being this. I told Rob, if this is the drill, I'll do it. Like I'm, I'm not here to to go to prepare for tournaments. I'm I'm 51 years old. I'm not here to to be a better at beach. All right, I know 51, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like Chris Rock said, New Jack City was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, um, but um, if it's the drill, yes. But if this is something you're trying to uh, force into my game, no, <laughs> no. I was I never as an indoor player, I never wore knee pads. Karch Karat never wore knee pads. There's certain players either, yeah. that don't use a knee down technique because mm-hmm. they're 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 in, they're in it before they whatever. And I'm not saying the way I'm doing it is better. I'm only saying the way that I do it works. Um, the way I do it is not taxing to me because. Uh, if you've done it over and over again, it's only it's only taxing the people if they if they're trying it new. Yes, of course, yes. of course, it's going to be more of a uh, it's going to wear you out more than if you just did a knee down. Yeah, you know. But um, so that's just an example of if you're a knee down passer or just or just a, a, a just like a a legs grind passer, keep what you got that works. Now, if there's something that's just out there that that's literally just gonna it's gonna stop you it's gonna be in your own god goddamn of way course. every fucking tournament then it's incumbent upon it's a coach to change, fix that yeah. so that's what i meant by coach ma- it, uh, uh, matching matching coaches right do we both agree here right ain't nobody's yeah. gonna roll up on phil tell him some he needs to change his steps no. goofy foot ladies education lefty approach uh hits with their right hand hits with his right hand mm-hmm. right but Sometimes you try and sometimes you, it works for them. You leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, I, yeah. You don't if have to works. be a traditional. Now, this is coming from a traditional Nazi. I'm a volleyball purist. Okay. This, I, I almost threw up in my mouth having to say this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah. Think about all the goofy foots that, yeah. that have success. Yeah. Tina Grodina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Dane's, um, she's going back to play for Dane one more year. She represented Latvia in the Olympics, mm-hmm. played for the bronze. Mm-hmm. Goofy foot. Lion King. Samoy loves. Look no further than her own country. Uh, the guy with the long hair, goofy foot. Um, couple of players indoor on the indoor scene from Russia. Outside yeah. that outside hitter from Russia, mm-hmm. goofy foot. Who else? Troy Field, right? Goofy foot. My, Mike Grossell, who upset Phil and Nick yes, in, in I Atlanta. Saw that in Atlanta. Big yeah. Mike from Colorado. Goof. All of these people have left here approaches, and yeah. and if they're a kid. Yeah. Yes, you got let's change. Yes, let's, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because it's they're still in the beginning, yep. you know. But if they're an adult, just tell them you have a decision to make. <laughs> Yeah, you have a decision to make. So, got you and Mercedes out there. Mercedes played for Florida State. Yeah, she did. She played for Florida. She played middle and right side. She transferred to right side a lot. Mm-hmm. So she's, I mean, a phenomenal blocker. Her head is over the net. So we're just trying to figure out how to work that together now and have systematic defense. You know, we're both new beachers, so we're trying to figure it out. But she's awesome. You um, yeah, def- definitely a team that needs to stay together. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're enjoying it. We're enjoying the learning curve right now. Like, we're not too worried about, like, results. I think that's important for us right now. It's easy to be super competitive and have played in the high levels and get caught up in the results and be like, damn, why aren't we winning? Why aren't we, you know, why aren't we getting to this playoff spot? It's easy to get there. But I told myself, like, I've asked so many people, you know, everyone said, give it two years before you, you know, experiment for two years. And at the beginning, I was like, no, I have until this summer. Like, you know, and now that it's... (laughs) past the summer i'm like damn i need five years you know like not really but 
I can see how it's there's so many things that I've already experimented through, like teammates and, and you know, coaches and even like practice times and, you know, like there's a lot of things to look at. So even like what you're saying, you know, knee down, it does that work for me because in indoor, you don't you run through passes, you know, as a left side, I run down the lines, you know, so there's a lot of experiment like that going on. So, you know, six months later, I'm here and I feel comfortable, but there's still so much. So we're just trying to not be so results based and just focus on getting touches, you know, staying consistent because I heard that's really important, staying consistent and getting out there. And it's been working well for us right now. So we just got to keep going and staying patient because that could get frustrating. Yeah, I, I want you guys to stay together. Not winning isn't fun, but yeah. no, winning, <laughs> winning is going to be fun. I mean, look, okay, we if, have a timeline on fun. Next year, we're allowed to have fun and win. <laughs> well, some of the biggest obstacles for volleyball players is they 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 let their goals, their objective, and their expectations um, cross paths. Yeah, and when they cross paths, there's there's all kinds of bad things that can happen. Yeah. Like for example, in theater. You have goal, obstacle, tactics, expectation. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. Stanislavski or a Meisner, basic Meisner or a 101. Yeah. Um, but you can't go on that stage to be good because mm. you won't be good. Yeah. You And so you can't go on that court to be good. All yeah. you can do is go on the court um, and play each point and win, and win each point yeah. at, a, at a time. And, yeah. your, and your expectation is you'll be good. Yeah. But if your expect it's it's too, it's your if your expectations cross paths with your goal, it's just there's too much going on upstairs. It's it's a, it's, a, it's going to be a barrel of monkeys up there. Oh my just, gosh, just, yes. ooh, 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 <laughs> just, literally. Just, yeah, right? Um <laughs> oh, oh, um so um That was awesome. No, but theater you you have to and I'm using theater as an example because it's an easy way for everyone, even even people that understand. don't play the sport to understand. You can't go on that stage to say I'm gonna be good because yeah. you won't be good. Yeah, you just gotta <laughs> go by, go by, yeah. you know, point out a point. I just like you guys as a team because personality-wise, you're good for the sport. Yeah. Because yeah. if or when you guys become good at this, and if or when you start on uh, um, winning, there has to be a, a way to build your brand. Yes. All right. Um, look at the McKibbins, right? They've never won an AVP. Madison had did. With okay. Ty Loomis, okay. um, the highest they've ever finished in an AVP was was fifth in Chicago. Okay, and they've been together for years. Oh wow! Uh, um, but their brand is more valuable. They're together than if they weren't. Yeah, that's awesome. You know the money making opportunities. They were on a, what Amazing Race. Yeah. They oh, were, no way. Yeah, they finished second. They were in the finals. Wow. Literally in the finals. In the I want to watch race. that season. I would yeah. love to watch a volleyball base. Yeah. Amazing they, race. They might be mad that you said you didn't know, right? What do you mean? Hey, you I'm, didn't I'm know? Not for, uh, remember, I'm yeah. Canadian. No, it's okay. I'm going to use that excuse for everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've already, I'm fresh out of ex- the, yeah, the, yeah. the kid from I'm, Brooklyn. I'm, I'm, Canadian. I'm from Canadian. Dude, I've been here five years, so the whole kid from Brooklyn thing doesn't work for me no more. I used to be like, what, what do I know? I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so their brand is more valuable to them. Like okay. Troy Fields and Eric Baranek played together for a while, and that that partnership didn't work out because sometimes when friends play together, it doesn't work out. Um, You're just too comfortable at that point. You know? But that that's a human, what sponsorship machine? Those two, right? That could yeah. that could have been. That's, you know, money maker. That, that could have been TV important. commercials. That could have been <laughs> beach volleyball movies. Yeah. Because of how. There's always um, time. There's always time, you know. Well, Troy has the back. look. Mm-hmm. And Eric has the 
the the realness and the outgoingness that oh. you that uh, I'm not trying to insult people that live in the South Bay that you don't get to see out here all the time. <laughs> like you're going to see a lot of nice people, but you have to really size someone up to see how real that nice. Of course, is. yeah, for you know? sure. I'm not saying be a dick. I'm just saying I'm just saying like There's a, the, the realness. Yeah, like people like is, that. People this, appreciate that. This is Genuine. gray area. Mm-hmm. Like two days ago, right? Welcome my kid to school and. My neighbor's like, good morning, neighbor. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, how you doing? They're like, living a dream, you know, right? Oh, and then the next day, I'm like, hey, how you doing? They're just like. Oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, where the fuck yeah, am now I? Now you never know what kind I'm of neighbor Ste- you're getting. I'm in Stepford land. Where am I right they now, dude? They coffee yet. They yeah, they're, pro- they're computer. But they're computer <laughs> program. Yeah, that's um, what it is. I mean, I mean to say that there are a lot of phony people in this business. I'll, I can use as a generalization, uh, without being too much of a Debbie Downer on the sport. And what you and Mercedes has is real. It's organic. It's honest. Um, and out here, that's golden. Well, wow, thanks for saying that. Out here, that's golden. It's good to hear for sure. But that's what br- puts butts in seats. People care about you. That like, look in theater, they have to care about the character. The, the character. Yes. They have to care about the character. Yes, you have to get even invested. if they care enough to hate his freaking guts mm-hmm. <laughs> example mixed martial arts conor mcgregor hey is, let's talk is let's talk mma sport. i'm here she yeah are you joking he doesn't know oh, sh- you don't no, know man I d- no i just didn't know you were there but i know mma let's just do that uh, we can just talk about that all day from, all right so from, i'm in that's in. what she knows the most. so let's let's seep into that conor mcgregor sure, yeah uh, um for the mma purist that, that that might not be their favorite fighter but they know oh, but they're tuning in. But he's super necessary for the sport. Oh, why do you think Dana gives him all the fights he wants? Yeah, he Dana. brings in money. Dana, Dana knows how to make money, dude. Dana, the, you talk Dana, money, that Dana dude, will be there. To Dana, that dude could do no wrong. Yes. All right, but I'm. He's Look not. At, he threw a dolly. He got glass up in the fighter's eye. That was fighting actually, that three weekend. Three fights got canceled, right? Three fights got Kiesa. canceled. Kiesa, Rose. There was glass in Kiesa's eye, and, a dolly um, thrown in there. He started that whole Khabib. Yeah. And Ray Borg. And what happened to him? Find what? He got rewarded with, Find, the, he got rewarded with a title shot. <laughs> he got a title shot like six months later, and he got fined like what? A hundredth of what he would made that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Habib does the same thing, but, you know, he gets fined. Khabib's for like, why you break bus? Why break bus? Give me location. Yes! Is that some gangster That's sugar? That's the scariest shit Ooh, ever. He said. Just, Did you see his fight though with Connor? What he was saying when he was like boxing him down? He's like, hey, let's, let's talk, talk now. Uh-huh. Bro, that so, was so scary. That was so. Scary. Actually, can you look that up on YouTube? That's scary. Khabib beats down Connor just. just all you have to write is Khabib. What he like talks during his fights. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, talk now. Let's talk business now. Dude. While he's like on him, ground so him down. So basically, the way a Russian guy would say in English, talk shit now. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, you yeah, say yeah, now? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's what like, about hey, now? let's talk. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk now. <laughs> dude, it was like he's, my mom he's, whooping he's, my behind. He's the real dude. thing, man. It was like my mother whooping my behind because <laughs> whooping, whooping me wasn't, wasn't enough. Yeah, it's like right? you didn't know She had to talk to you, too. Yeah, like, how many times did Tell you <laughs> to oh not mess with me. He's a real thug. Oh I'm my gonna goodness. spell this wrong. I already know it. Uh, K H A B I B. Yeah. And just write talks during fights or something yes. like that. Talks yeah. to McGregor and K. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's that second. Oh, game. right there. There it is. Just put it up. Whoever kills you, we'll get through that. We'll get through that. We'll walk through that. Oh wow, we're just a psychopath. 
Can you do the skip? I'm a professional. Can you do the skip? It's not letting me It's shot. the full right, line. That's not okay. Seconds. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to We're good. Right. Oh, you just kicked him in the head. It's only business. Let's talk. Oh, there it is. Yes. He's like, what'd you say? Dude. Connor knew he was down. Oh, oh let's now. talk now. Yo, talk. Oh, my God. This ridiculous. This is <laughs> even if you watch him against Barboza, like the fight before this, he yes. was like, "You have to give up. Like I'm gonna kill you. You have to give up if you don't give no, up." No, it was you know? um, it, uh, it was Michael Johnson. Johnson. Okay. He says, "You know I deserve this." Oh, he's I looking, remember that one. He has him pinned down, and he's like, and he's giving him, noogie, he he's giving fight. him noogie. Yeah, right? and he's like, "You, know, he's I like, you know I deserve this." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, um, he like talks to these people while he fights them. But he's a respected, respectful guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he whatever you give him, he'll give you. He's all about the respect. You know, oh, Khabib. Khabib, yeah. yeah, like he'll thank the coaches when he walks in. And he, now that what went down um, when he beat Connor, and after he beat Connor, everyone's like, "Oh, it's gone. This whole thing's gone too far. It's gone too far." Now the thing upsets me is that Connor's been doing this for years, and the first time someone does it back, now all of a sudden the combination of the two of them, it's gone too far. Yeah. Like if you're, for example, you're in a volleyball match and the guy's like talking shit the entire time, and the ref lets it go, the ref only calls thing. the captains up or yeah. call, does a uh, whatever, and I'm like, and you're looking at the ref like you should have shut that shit down when it first happened. Yes, how'd you let him go all the yeah, time? Let it, so and that, so I don't put a lot of that on. Khabib. Yeah, but. Remember, Think about this. Remember though. I have a question yeah, for you. Yeah. Have you ever seen Khabib do that with anybody else? No. His and he entire talks about career. That. No, and he talks about that. He His talks entire about career. why it's different with him. Mm -hmm. You know, he talks about why it's different with him because there's no respect versus with other guys. There's respect. Connor talked about things that you don't talk about. And shit talking. So yeah, he talked his, about his, his dad. He talked about his religion. Like a lot of his people don't wife, know this. He made his crazy reference about his wife. Did you see too? the picture he posted? Yes. He called his. He called his. He called Habib a rapist too. Yeah. Like he and he talked about his dad. Like his dad's a huge like for sport and even like wrestling. Yeah. He's a big like pioneer yeah. into. That world. He said after the match, his dad's gonna smash him for that. Oh yeah, for sure. His dad's gonna make him wrestle bears. Oh, he knew. Wrestle yeah, bears yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestle you see adult that video? Bears. He's wrestling. Oh bears? yeah, he's six years old. Khabib is wrestling bears, he's, dude. That's why he can wrestle like, anybody. Do I need to? Miranda's like, do you I need to look it? that up too? No. <laughs> no, no, he's literally wrestling a real bear. It's not like a guy. It's a bear. Yes. Like a grizzly bear or a brown bear, and his it's it's chained. That's how they get him. But the claws are still there. And that's why he he can maul anyone because he's like I could do a bear. Of course I can do anything else. <laughs> this is just regular humans. So if you want, we could unplug this oh, while yeah. while the um, sponsors are going, then plug it back in when okay. it's ready. Um, but um, so I guess what I was leading to because it just got I, out of respect. That's the problem. Nah, but but no respect. We we could definitely talk about respect yeah. as we go. Um, but and I'll keep a mental note about this question because me something about me and my podcast I go off Kanye West style, yeah, and then you'll bring, I bring back. back I like that like if you ever seen Kanye West on Joe Rogan yeah 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 you have to have patience for that you have to have patience because people are like note. what the hell are you talking Especially about like but when he bring if you stick around and, and you watch him bring it back he's a fucking genius he's a genius I dude. love it that's why I listen to him so that's good him on Joe Rogan was great is that he's an adult here that's fine let him okay okay Dude, that's a cub. Bill was born in September 1988. He's a Russian martial artist and former MMA fighter. The dude is wrestling bears right now, dude. The there, there's, there's, now, that cub might seem small, but you guys have any idea how strong that thing is? No, no, what, what you're not. He did this when he was six years old. There it is. 
No, this is still him as an adult. No, that's this, him as a this. kid with the cub. Yeah, this is it. Not the only Look at this. Like, the claws are still there. That's the only thing that I've ever seen take him down. <laughs> no, and he's still not for losing. Example, this child took the he can still do, you know, chokes from here. <laughs> oh, he's got his back! Oh my god! Ah, gonna win my rear naked choke! Nope, he got around. And now he's got him in his... Come on, you ain't gonna... That neck's too thick to fucking choke him back. Look at the bear going! Oh, his, da his dad brought that bear for him! No, but our, But doesn't that show bears a mixed martial arts? Mixed martial artist? When he got into the, When he put him in a guillotine, did you see the bear go to side control? Yeah, because yeah, And mixed that's martial natural. arts, for the people, whoever studied or practiced Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or any form of Jiu-Jitsu, yep. if someone has you in, in a guillotine, mm -hmm. like, like, or, or in Brooklyn, a headlock, all right, whatever, a guillotine, uh, a guillotine choke. That's, come on, we gotta do it proper, yeah, right? Yeah, we have two people um, knowledgeable here. But for our audience, who could be, you know, freaking yeah, smart people and morons. Um, side control yeah. is the best way to go to alleviate that pressure and maybe yeah. pop your head yeah. out. That bear, that bear went to side control. It did. It needed, it needed space. It yeah. needed to create space. I'm just freaking amazed. So the question I want to lead to, because we're definitely going to stay with MMA for a little bit. Since right. I know that's our, we, our, we, no, that's our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I asked know. Rob, this is on our sports debate podcast. Um, has... I want to talk about celebrities. Has celebrity fights in, 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 in combat sports? My question to Rob was, is it good for the sport or is it bad for the sport? Okay, so that's, I mean, that's... That's a loaded question. It's a loaded question because it's not good for the growing skill set of the sport, no. For the money and the business behind it, oh yeah. The hell is that? Is that still going on in the back? That's outside? That's outside. It's, it's not the bear. Okay. It's not the bear. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think it's great for the sport in terms of attention. A lot more attention. You have people, you know, as bad as it sounds, it used to be a male-dominated watching sport. Now you have females getting involved just because, you know, there's, there's a little bit more interesting component for them. So it's bringing in more money, you know, and it's easy to set up. There's not a lot of fight camps because they're not real fighters. They don't need a full fight camp. They don't need three months. They just need, you know, they go in for a bit. They train. They get the money. They go home. Entertaining? Yeah. Sells tickets. That's all that that side of the world really cares about. Boxing's always been about promotion. You'll never see Dana White. I mean, I say this now, but Dana talks money. So you'll never see Dana bring someone to the UFC that doesn't know how to fight. Like He's not going to bring a Jake Paul into the UFC and give him a contract. That's not true. I don't know. He said he wouldn't. CM Punk. <laughs> right CM you know? Punk got mauled by um by Mickey Mickey yeah. Gall and so then, he'll give opportunities then, to people like so the guy in the NFL that joined Greg Hardy yeah you know he saw him a couple times gave him an opportunity and he's doing well Greg so, Hardy did it right though yeah exactly Greg Hardy had he's, you know he Greg did Hardy right. I think was Good was two and before and then the contender series he had to go through exactly the exactly Akimbo Slice if you remember he made him go through the Ultimate Fighter yeah uh, I mean, made him go through the house um exactly um, like he does it the right Nelson. way I think he would have yeah. just take someone who was Oh and oh, like he wouldn't take someone who hasn't had any experience and just be like, "Let's go do this fight." Well, he did with CM Punk, but CM Punk took two years. So, in, in his in Dana's I defense, mean, two years. He did, he did train with, under Duke yeah. Rufus yeah, for two yeah. years before he got and in. And that was probably cell. the contention, like yeah. or condition. But then also, then I was gonna sell. Exactly, I agree. He's but it might not be in the UFC o and o, world, a co-main event. He might do it as like no, he might do it as like a what he did with Connor, you know, like yeah. something outside of it on Showtime, something like right. that. But I don't think he'll bring it to the UFC. No. James Tony already knew how to fight. James mm -hmm. Tony fought Randy Couture. Yep. I don't know how far back you go at MMA, mm -hmm. but I'm, that, that, I'm fairly new. All right. But I'm like, 
That's the crazy I'm, part. I'm, I'm new, um, but I'm in. I'm a tough boomer. <laughs> now, I'm yeah. a tough boomer. I started watching once the Ultimate Fighter, the first one came okay. out. Um, and then um, they had it on Spike TV, and then everyone was calling each other like, yo, these two white guys are, are punching each other in the face. You got to turn on this channel. Oh, so, my God. And you're um, like, this sounds great. Um, yeah. And then later on, I watched the reality show that led to the finals was Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner. Okay. And then I just, I, honestly, I still watch Tough. Tough doesn't get there, doesn't do good in the ratings anymore. Yeah. But there's really something about being in a house with a bunch of dudes where there's no TV, there's yeah. no there's no internet. Yeah. All you do is train with, a, with these freaking alphas. Yeah. And sooner or later, right, there's going to be some drama yeah, you have yeah, alcohol yeah. in the house you That's, ain't got the internet I mean, exactly. but you got booze <laughs> so so no the reason why i asked that because when connor was doing it connor was undefeated at 145 yeah subsequently finishing jose aldo in 13 seconds didn't right? he have the double belt then the what didn't he have a double belt then like the duel? No. 145, what? 155? No, nah, for um, cage fighters, he was a dual champ. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He won 145 first. Yes. And then 145, because he marketed himself, and because when he got the eyeballs on him, he performed, uh, Dana allowed him to skip the line at 155 and yeah. and fight Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, and the timing, got- the timing was perfect, because stylistically, you couldn't pick a worse match for Eddie. Mm-hmm. Eddie had a 68-inch uh, 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 wingspan. Connor mm-hmm. was 74. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor, we already knew, was sucking down to fight oh, 145. Yeah, sure. So you knew he had for the sure. size to yeah. fight at 155 and even, even fought at 173 times, right? Yeah, he fought yeah, Nate yeah. twice and he fought Cowboy Cerrone. Um, so... I think oh, the point I was trying fight, to make though. was Connor Connor got the eyeballs on him, but he still had to he still had to win. Oh yeah, for you sure. But so, he, I mean, so it wasn't a gift for him to win forty five win, win one forty five. He had to beat Max Holloway, he had to beat Chad Mendez, he had to beat um Dennis Seaver, who came mm-hmm. down from one fifty five. Mm-hmm. He beat a, a very light Dustin Poirier. Yes. First round. Yes. Um and so that was that was true meritocracy. But remember, but, Dustin but Poirier, Poirier, that was like early on in his career. Yeah, that's seven course. years ago, you know. And Dustin Poirier was sucking down to get to one forty five. Yeah, that was he, that the was last two times he fought Connor, that's one fifty five. Yeah. That's both of their wheelhouses anyway. And yeah. and um the best ability is the availability. Like Dustin was still fighting when when Connor was off, yeah. Um, which I'm going to get to. Connor was in a very unique situation because if you looked at 155 mm-hmm. when Alvarez was a champion, yeah. Khabib was waiting in the wings. Yeah, Tony Ferguson. Was oh yeah, fucking murking people. Yeah. Um, uh, Barboza, that roundhouse. Oh, kick, Barboza was that coming in, and, and um, it was Khabib that knocked Terry him down. Adam, but Terry Adam. All of these people who are stylistic nightmares. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lee mm-hmm. sucks down from 170 to Kevin 155. Kevin Lee's trying to make a comeback uh, right um, now. Yeah. If they had a 165, that would be so easy for him. Yeah. But um, the guy has trouble missing, uh, making weight. He's never not made weight. It's you crazy. know, but um, he, you could see him. He's 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 not in the mood in the way. He yeah. wants to punch someone in the face because yeah, yeah, he hasn't yeah. eat, didn't get to eat no Chinese food. I know. Food. It's like the worst weight. So, so Khabib... Was gifted this unique situation, and he took it, and he won. And yeah. That's how it became the was double champ. Al Quinta, that was that against him, right? No, that was Khabib. Khabib. I know, uh, but who did he fight to get that? Eddie Alvarez. He was supposed to sure. fight a uh, Dos Didn't, Anjos. He's supposed Al-Quinta? to fight RDA. Yeah. RDA got injured. He ended up fighting Nate Diaz at one seventy. Lost. Uh, wanted to run it back. Dana Dana gave it to him, uh, um, and then won by um, split decision, no, yeah. majority decision. Oh, you're talking about Connor. Connor, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I thought you were talking then, about Habib. Then, no, Khabib beat, um, Khabib beat Ay- 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 Quinta. Yes, yes. Was supposed to fight Tony. Exactly, and then he dropped out for the fifth, fourth time. You know. Do you know how Tony got hurt? 
Uh, Tony tripped on some wires. Yeah. No, I'm not uh, when he was leaving the set, you, there's all of these wires. When you do like a yeah. camera set, like yeah, in, yeah, in this yeah, room yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, there's yeah. wires all over the place. Yeah. He tripped on some wires yeah. and his knee was. And then Max Holloway tried to do it, but Max couldn't make the weight. He could the make the weight, yes. So I, but went, uh, I know, that was third. I dirty, know, was crazy. dirty New Yorker. <laughs> he, had a good, he, had a good, he had a good chance to get it, but. So the point I was trying to make, when it was elite fighters that were doing it to build their brand, no one had a problem with it. When when it was these YouTube guys, like a lot of the a lot of the purists were like, This is a slap in the face to everybody who's who was so much better than them. And this guy's on YouTube and right now he's a millionaire and this and this guy's still fighting for like what, fifteen to show, fifteen to win? Yeah. No, I mean I have to give it to these guys. Like, obviously, they have a great team to get them there, but they're actually training. They're good fighters. Like, people think they can't fight. Like, these guys can fight. They're training. They're doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. They're not just YouTube guys anymore. You know, yeah, they started there, but just like anybody else, they're you know they're doing what they need to do to get these fights. But their team is smart. I think one of them's gonna stay in, and one of them's gonna get. I out. I agree with you. I think one of them's gonna get out one because as. as he people does as much become, as he can people do. become impatient with, yeah. with him stiffening up yeah. retired NBA players yes, and, yes, yes, yes. and wrestlers who don't even throw a freaking punch. Like, <laughs> yeah. beating Ben Askren. Okay, that, that should th- not even happen. Like, that's what that, I said about his team. His team yeah. did a good job of getting yes. this UFC guy who's this huge wrestler. Yep. How can he even wrestle in the boxing match? Why you, is that? He's, he's, you know ben, ben Askren As- is probably the worst striker in the UFC. Ben Askren was 18 <laughs> and 0. And you know three of his fights, he won three of his fights without actually throwing a punch. Yeah. He's not a fighter. He's not a striker. That's what I'm saying. He won three of his fights just getting close to I the was guy. actually at the Masvidal fight where he kneed him down. <laughs> yeah, in like 5 seconds. I was at that fight. Masvidal. Is <laughs> I feel like everyone. I know that one. I don't know many. Well, I he's from one. he's from. Well, he's but don't you love the post fight though? They're like, "Do you think it was necessary to like talk shit yes. or whatever this and that?" He's, he's like, like he's like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah, no, he said something. He said what? I don't remember. He said super necessary. Oh yes, yes. He was like he said something, and he was so serious. He didn't even laugh. He was like super necessary. Like he was just so in it. But anyone that grew up in an urban area or like in the street, like I, like I'm from Brooklyn. Like I wasn't about that life, but I grew up in a neighborhood where I knew who was and who Mm -hmm. wasn't. Mm And he said something that I can identify with. He said it's um he's when he said it was super necessary. He he said it's okay to talk about people's religion, talk about mm-hmm. people's family, and talk all that stuff. But he says, but every now and then, you run into someone that doesn't play that. Yeah. And he says, and if oh, you talk yeah. all that stuff to get eyeballs on you, you can't play the victim. Nope. After yeah. 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 Because you know what happens, right? Like what Connor lost. Oh, 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 look at all the haters come out. Of course. All yeah. the what? What's normal? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> of course the haters came out. Yeah. That's, That's their time to shine. <laughs> Cause sooner or later it's gonna happen. No, for so, sure. But I think one of the Pauls is gonna get out before it does. I, I agree. And I with think you. one is, yeah. is really into this fighting thing yeah. Yeah. and he's gonna test his stuff and, and I think he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna wait for the haters. He'll be ready for them. Yeah. And these guys I I I'm I, I like that they're hungry. Yeah. Like even I like I like a lot of people accuse Connor of not being hungry. People are just mad that they're making the money and they're just like you know, stay in your lane. No, yeah, whatever. Let them do what they wanna do. It's working. Well, because there's this big line sports that the person who makes the most money is labeled as the best per- as the best fighter, and that's so it's the biggest line sports. All right, think about think I, about this. Do you do you know Jeff Samuels? 
Uh, I know the name. I know he plays beach out here. He's from Florida. You know, I just yeah. know about that. Well, he's originally from Michigan. I don't know anything um, about the volleyball, though. He's from Michigan. He actually coached with me at Endless Summer. We were in North okay. Carolina Pier. We had a juniors group with Jerron, along with Rob, and Pompeo and Arturo. Okay. We, were all, we were all one big gang for like nice. a whole year. <laughs> Go to dinner on Thursdays. <laughs> you know, share some uh, coaching ideas. But Jeff Samuels is a guy that hasn't made the main draw in two years. He okay. was he was qualified to main draw all the time. Got but, it. But... He's the type of guy, very much like Mark Burek. Chicago, I didn't qualify. Too bad. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to Colorado. The Motherlode tournament, I'm going to go and win that. Okay. Goes to Motherlode wins. He makes more money not being on the tour than a handful of guys who are whose disclosed draw, earnings. Yeah. Disclosed earnings in, in the main draw, not including sponsors and this and that. Okay, okay, okay. But this guy is a career player because one his sponsors are good he's i, I appear is a sponsor okay. and he's also the spokesperson for hyundai for uh oh, wow. De- for uh detroit and for uh fort lauderdale florida that's amazing he suits up every now and again looks looks handsome as fuck <laughs> you know that's amazing just a handsome man his skin complete like his yeah, skin yeah, complexion of course. is so of course, yeah. i might be a little gay for jeff i don't know maybe i am i'm mean, well, probably a lot of people like that yeah well well for me i'm not gay my husband is you know <laughs> paul his husband is ah where does he get it from but uh, um <laughs> so anyway yeah <laughs> you gotta get no, a close up on that one no but Jeff um, yeah he does his thing man and, okay cool and you, know I mean, what, and you know what I like about Jeff go make your money That's you know what I like I about say. Jeff his blackness does not sneak up on you like like some you look at some people's skin complexion you're like all right he's dominican or whatever no that is a psychic blood brother from flint michigan (laughs) his blackness does not sneak up on you you know that is that is a uh uh, uh, that is a black man through and through an american black man which uh, um i i'm i'm highlighting and labeling because like jimmy the greek said i think the strongest africans are in america Right, think about it. No, you know? for real. Except unless you're Sharif from Qatar. Oh, then you just go to Qatar. Yeah, <laughs> that that dude's awesome. Yeah, he's he was fun. On the he's fun to watch. Okay, cool, yeah. nice. He's fun to watch. He's fun to talk to too. Yeah, His yeah, English yeah. is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And going back to volleyball. Um, oh, we're done with that. Oh. <laughs> No, we're definitely going back to Emily. Okay. I, I, didn't know, I was going to say there's I, a I huge card know. coming at the end of the month. No, but you're not just an enthusiast. You're like a damn, a damn near purist for MMA. So no, you don't even know. We'll talk about that you know, yeah. later. Yeah, off camera. Yeah, yeah. off camera. Good. Let's go get some wings after yeah, yeah. Happy hour You're going to be so You're going to be like, wait a minute. Forget man. you talking about volleyball. Cancel this whole thing. Like, let's talk. Two, yeah, part two. Part two with this MMA. is called the option. Yeah, so, I love it. Um, I actually I love that name by the way. Yeah. Very creative. And, the, and something else about the podcast is it has legs of its own right now. So it's not just volleyball people. Like Tony Potts, who is the host of um Access Hollywood, oh, who wow, was on okay. the show. Jason Olive, who's on BET's um mm-hmm. ha- Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Mm. He has another um um comedy coming up called Brothers in Arms. Oh, uh, Brothers in Law. Law okay. Brothers in Law. He was also on All My Children for six years. He just happens to be a volleyball player. Okay. So um so it's got Legs of a tone. I had a sex therapist. Not a sex therapist. <laughs> no, a sex podcaster. He has the man whore podcast, Got Billy Presida. Way to clarify that yeah. one. <laughs> no, but his function is he interviews porn stars and he interviews uh, sex professionals and, and whatever. That's so. cool. Get both sides. And, yeah, he came on the podcast talking about like how glory holes were like, COVID, why glory holes were like a COVID safe or something. He's just, oh it was just, this is, yeah, this, oh look. Oh my goodness. So, bottom line, podcast has all kinds of color. All, all kinds of colors. Um, I think that's why I was going with the genius Jeff thing. Yes, yes. But um, for people that didn't, didn't, didn't turn, yeah, they didn't didn't turn it, it off. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Sharif does not do training groups. Okay. Does not believe in training groups. Okay. He get thinks he gets more repetitions. Sometimes you got good coaches that are about those reps, allowing yeah. your technique to get stronger. And then there are coaches that give you a learning curve uh, that come into practice as focus-based, which we can talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk about more. Um, the reason why he doesn't is because he, he believes you get more productivity for your time there with just him and his partner and maybe okay. and, and a third person. If he needs to scrimmage someone, whatever, the Spaniards, Gavir and Herrera, those yeah, want yeah, to do yeah, it, the yeah. Norwegians. Right now, the uh, you know the Norwegians are the best team in the world and Qatar has entered the top three yes, or yes. top five, like Cancun, right? Second, second, first. They oh finished, gosh, they they finished really second or first like four there. of the five last tournaments yep, and could have yep. been, you know, Krasonikov caught and Storyanovsky caught fire, but... Um, and the reason why they're not a big fan of the training groups is because they don't need to network. Like a lot of people do training groups because it's about networking. It's about finding new partners. Sometimes it's not just about uh, facing different competition. It's about oh. competition seeing you. And maybe someone can't make a tournament. It's like I was in a training group with this person. Let me see what oh. they're up to. So if you they're have not, that, they, you don't, they, don't, they don't need that. And, yeah. I, and I totally agree with them. I don't agree with them to a sense that I don't believe in training groups. I just think too many of them are a waste of your money. And yeah, your I agree. Yes. You, you can't, you know, unless it's Jeff Halzina and it's a four-person group. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> That's and, different. No, because there's a purpose. You know, um, but so what you're doing with Dylan right now, get as much time as you can, as you can on, on the, these these private coaches. Yes. Like Dylan, if Dylan brings in some assistance, you know, maybe maybe a couple of hitters to rotate in and just hit at you. Yeah, so we do that. Every, like, you mm-hmm. know, twice a week, we, you know, we try to go four to five times a week and every, you know, two days a week, he does bring in, you know, a little bit of competition for us just to see different hitters. And, it, it, you know, at the beginning we didn't do that, but now that we're starting to do gameplay a little bit, we do have that. So, yeah. you know, I, I think we need to keep with what you're saying, bring in new hitters, bring in new assistants to kind of get a different look. I know Dylan's a winner. Um, I know Dylan, um, as far as a coach is concerned, finds knows how to win and finds find ways to oh, win. He's I, so I, smart. I, I meet him in juniors. He coached some um, six pack or uh, yeah. or, um, or some some pack whatever. Um, and they were always at there was it there were always at the end. Sometimes you see these coaches that are doing more with less that don't have like the SCVC or this, this club yeah. group or, or recruit the best players. Yeah. But, but you look at the quarter semis and finals or whatever for gold or whatever and this and that and, and, and there he is uh, yeah. all the time. So yeah. there's something to be said about that on the, my, as far as my sample size yeah, and yeah, what yeah. I've seen. Because um, I'm going to pose a question about Dylan. Volleyball players who become coaches yeah. and are still active players will rarely hurt your game. There's only levels to how much they can help. Okay. This guy, all right, he's a he's a gold medal. So that guy played professionally, so he knows this stuff. So the question is, does he help this much, or, mm-hmm. is, he, or is he helping me that much? Yeah. Because sometimes it's not about where you play. Sometimes it's about how you apply that knowledge. Sometimes it's about knowing. Oh, the apply player. knowledge. For sometimes sure. it's about how you teach people. Because there are people that I that definitely are, agree with that. You know, there's people please. who are really amazing at what they do, and then you're kind of like, wait a minute, can they teach it? You know, they got to be so amazing, some of them, because they're just really skillful. You know, they're athletic, but can you? teach that how are you going to teach it if you learned it so quick and sometimes the best coaches aren't the ones who are the best players because you need to know how to break it down you know some of the best players are gonna be like just go up there and hit it all right but how 
You know, just hit the ball. Reach as high as you can and hit the ball. And we, right, can, and we can go through every sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, can you break this down? Can, and can you look at somebody else and see what they're missing that this person's not having? And that's, you got to really be able to break it down and teach it. You know, it's different. You got to be a coach. <laughs> look, you got Dane Blanton, USC, right? They won the chip. Yeah. Um, and I love it because there's something to be said about the pressure of if you don't win, it's a fail. If you don't win the whole thing, it's a fail. So that's that's a different kind of pressure too. Yeah. Um, Dane's also the only male player to win an NCAA championship as a player and a coach. Oh, wow. And an Olympic that's gold awesome. medal and a Navy chip. No other player. Not got even Karch Karai holds got that it, distinction. Got it, got it, got it. Um, then you got John Mayer. I consider, with respect to Dane, I consider John Mayer a better coach because of his ability to do more with less. Where Dane, yes, okay. Dane already had the tools in the toolbox. Yep. And Dane, I have not seen a sample size of him being tested the same way John's been tested. Got it. So, um, and I know, look, for the people listening, oh, in a perfect world, why can't we just pr- appreciate them for who they are? Why you always got to compare people? Because that's, that's because because this is what we're all thinking in our heads. So oh, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. All right, so oh, stop. Yeah. You know, this is what we're all thinking. No, you for just, real. You just need someone with, with where, where, where are my credentials, right? Yeah. My credentials. Are, Everything's ranked, so. Yes. Yeah. No, but he should. I'm, he deserved Coach of the Year last year. They gave it to uh, Fuller, Coach okay. Fuller uh, from Stanford, and I thought Stanford did some good things too. But that guy won 30 games with LMU, and their recruits get stolen by UCLA and USC all the time. Yeah, he won 31 games, and in the NCAA, he beat LSU and UCLA the same day, the first and second. Wow, round. that's insane. If that's not Coach of the Year, I don't know what the hell I agree. is. So, I, agree. Um, I guess what I'm trying to ask you: How much? Do you see Dylan the coach as opposed to Dylan the player? So this is going to be a sad story, but he's injured right now. So it's not sad. It's sad. Not sad. It's for realistic. You. I mean, I mean, it's sad for me because I can, you know, I want him to be the best he can be because you know he cares so much about us. So I want to give him back, give him that back to him. I want to see him succeed too. You know, um, and I see the passion. Like he's trying to put all the passion that he can't do on the court himself, you know, or on the sand himself. He's giving us all that passion. And, you know, I appreciate that. But, yeah, he is, you know, on an injury right now. So he's giving us, you know, we're his first, not his first, but we're his full-time, we're his only full-time base right now. Good. And we give him all the energy, and he loves that. And I can see that. Like, he's coming to practice excited, and he's giving us extra time. Like, we go into past our time sometimes, you know, the, what we're on paper supposed to do. And I think right now we're getting all of that. So I haven't seen the player Dylan yet. You know, I've seen him talk about how he would react to certain things as a player. So I get that knowledge from him. But right now we get 120% from Dylan just because he's not playing. He's not competing. He's slowly trying to get back now because, you know, his leg is starting to heal and he's feeling great. And, you know, because he's coaching us, he can move a little bit and try out little things and hit some balls and, you know, do that and get a little bit of touches. But he's excited to get back. I can see he's inching. So ask me this question in, you know, maybe in six months and I might have a different answer. But right well, now I see him as Coach Dylan. And well, I think Miranda could probably answer that a lot now. Miranda's had um, got the witness and play over over the years. Okay. Um, Ooh, but I haven't seen him coach. No, as a player. She, we, we're talking about because um, um, she introduced Dylan as the player, uh-huh. not the coach. Dylan as a player? Like who is he as a player? Well, I will say that he's a partner where you don't have to deal with your partner. I think he's just a very calm, collected every single time I see him play. And then he plays with Brandon, who's such a personality. Yeah. I like him. I like watching him play. He's very, very steady with his emotions all the time. And I feel like that's how he is as a coach as well. Right. Just very calm, collected. Yeah. I, um, for me, I, 
there's this it's not code or anything can you do like an instagram like a 60 second thing for me um He's a partner. If you, if anyone that's ever played beach volleyball long enough or played a sport where, where you only have to deal with where you have to deal with one person or whatever, yep. he's a partner where you don't have to deal with your partner, right? When I find out someone's going to a tournament, I ask who your partner is, and they say Dylan Merrick. Everyone's gonna say, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Before I worked full time with him, yeah. I, you know, you're always gonna ask around because I know so you're gonna hear this, but I didn't know who he was. I don't know any beachers. Like I learned about Kerry Walsh two years ago, you know, because I didn't know anything about beach. Well, they know it's not like they do the the job transcending the sport, but yeah. Like. So like when people mentioned Dylan, I was like, oh, let me ask a couple people, and you know, I I asked five people just to be like, hey, yeah, I'm thinking of going Dylan. Nothing but good things and mm-hmm. really good things, and just in terms of like technical and hey, he's great for learning and you know, so a lot of good things I heard from him going into it. Well, I do know. Like in 2019, he played with Jeff Samuels in Austin. Um, he played with Brandon Clemens, actually. He beat me. I was coaching Jeff Samuels and um, Dave Palm yeah. in Florida, Yeah. Um, which I thought, that team, I'm like, all I got to do is show up. <laughs> yeah. That's a qualifying machine. That takes care of itself. But we lost to Brandon Clemens and Dylan. And oh, then Brandon okay. got hurt against the McKibbins in the draw, and he was looking for a partner. So he teamed up with Jeff, but then eventually wound up with Dave Palm in, in Hermosa Beach. Yes. They made the draw. Very tough uh, playing. They had to beat I Eric. I think he just told me about to that Eric two days Baranek ago. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Kyle Ratty. Yeah. Um, I was also coaching Kyle Ratty. And then on center court, he beat Jeremy Casebeer. Wow. And and Came Shock, Canadian. Hey, Canadian. I know Came. He used to play with Canada. He just moved but, over two years ago, I think. Or but that's, I, I guess the point I was trying to make no matter the competition, if you give him an inch, he'll take your lunch money. Oh, he yeah. will. He will. Oh, yeah. If I mean, that's, he plays around with people. That is that is easily the biggest win in his career because that, okay. that's a that's on a on a on a tour on a tour stage, yeah. which some people think is the only thing that's important. Of uh, course, yeah. Uh, um, I don't uh, yeah. because I just gave you Jeff example. Uh, I was exa- gonna say I'm Samuels hearing all those other example, uh, or, or even Dave Palm as an example. Okay. Um, but he would consider that the biggest win in his career. And it happened on Santa Court. Oh, yeah. In July. That's huge, yeah. On, on, in the Mecca. Uh, and and that's, if anyone asks me what I think of Dylan, that's exactly uh, the, the, what I want people to think of Dylan. Yeah, is that cool? You did, a, you did my shot? Yeah, I have it saved in there. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like that. So getting back to the whole brand thing, um, volleyball, we... I think collectively are looking for one person or people that can transcend the sport. When mm-hmm. I say transcend the sport, I'll give you an example. Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. If you never watch mixed martial arts, you know who Conor McGregor is. You know who Ronda Rousey is. Of course. Um, Michael Jordan. The guy doesn't even play the sport anymore. Okay. Never, uh, yeah. So, Kids know so, him. so even new NBA fans that own, that only see LeBron James, like Kyrie Irving, or you know, or, or Kevin Durant, know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. This is like a wrestler from the 80s. If yeah, you've never watched wrestling in say, your life, yeah. you know who Hulk Hogan is. Mm-hmm. So for volleyball right now, for indoor and beach, it's only been Karch Karai. Like, who do you think you are? Karch Karai and people don't even know how to spell it. Um, nope. <laughs> it was Misty, May, and Kerry when Walsh, they were a team. Yeah. yeah. When they were a team, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great. it. And these are people that don't even, they're not even in a sport anymore. So mm-hmm. we're still, we, we got players out there that are, that are doing their best. And the McKibbins, um, like them being on uh, um, Amazing Race, I thought that was really, really cool. Because, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Because. I love that show. Um, like, 
I don't know if there's any friction between me and Riley or me and Madison, but there's definitely a mutual respect. There's not. I mean, these guys were had to qualify like every year, and every time they had to qualify, they made the main a draw. They should never. They should Miranda. They should never have to qualify again for the rest of their lives, right? Because every time we saw them, they had to qualify. They even let a freaking high school team that won an AVP first in Seattle oh and 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 knocked the McKibbins that. down to the one spot. John Schwangel. He was on a podcast yesterday. He was telling me that story how he felt like an imposter in a tent because of that it's like look at this kid you know because it's in our human nature to to hate the prom queen and not the people that voted her i mean (laughs) am i right when you're younger yeah maybe yeah but well we we, a lot of us are still 12 of course right of course do i mean do we not put ourselves in a position where we where our personal bias affects our critical thinking skills yeah definitely sometimes especially when the frustration comes along yeah look no further than politics look at look at um look at hillary versus trump Mm-hmm. Right, both of them. Trump, Trump said I could shoot a kid, someone on Fifth Avenue, and they'll still love me. Um, Hillary at that time, everyone's like, it's her turn. Oh, it's female candidate, this and that. So yeah. you, you never, you know, uh, when Barack Obama became president, right? Ooh, yes. Like white people. I remember Chris Rock said, like white people, are like, oh, the, I'm, I'm on his side with the issues. <laughs> black people, are like, oh, shit, he's black, I'm black. <laughs> we are uh, the same, yeah. yeah. But I, my number one rule is you never let your love or lack thereof of affection of someone affect your critical thinking skills. Yes. You have to you have to call it what it is. So Yeah. But the reason I'm circling all the way back, yak, yak, yak. Uh, um you and Mercedes yes. are good are gonna be good for the sport. I hope and so. That's, why I think you that's the plan. Together. You know, we're both you know, our mindset is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we just gotta be patient with the process. That's what I keep telling myself. I just I wanna be a fan. I, uh, look, I'm a fan of the sport. I'll let her know. I'm a volleyball <laughs> purist, okay? I'm a fan of the sport. Yeah. But as far as following certain players there's only a handful. Uh, there's Trevor Crab. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and that bears repeating. I'm, I'm a big fan of his because he's got so many tools in the toolbox yeah. that his brother has and that other that blockers have. Of course. Uh, um, TKN, Kristen, Nuss, and Taryn Cloth. I uh, love how um, you nicknamed them. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, that's their that's their brand now. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. That's their brand. And awesome. you know what? They're they're. It's so weird because you're in the, the West Coast. There's so much self-love that these girls can win Atlanta, right? Finish fifth in Manhattan and third in Chicago and people awesome. are still like a, out here like I never heard of them. I'm like, come on, come on. Yeah. I don't even know too much about that stuff and I know yeah. who they well, are. Well, Taryn played at Creighton. Creighton for four years. Okay. And she got to the yeah. final eight. Wow. Um, and then for indoor, she's an outside hitter. Okay. And okay. then um, finished her grad year at LSU. Okay. And her and Kristen Nuss were a perfect 35 and 0 in their pair system. I heard that. That's insane. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we lost to Florida State University four, four to one. <laughs> Who was the one win? <laughs> oh, there it is. You, you know. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's insane. So I I guess the point I was trying to make, and I swear to God I'll let you guys talk. Uh, um, you and Mercedes are good for the sport. You, you guys are real. You're honest. You're genuine. You have blinders on in a good way you're not out there looking into the the left and the right you're not caught up in the validation game Mm. about what other people may think of you based on wins and losses Mm -hmm. and and i can't emphasize enough that's golden i think that's how us volleyball people get us some fans Mm. and not just get fans regionally yeah. Like like New New York, I got I got a huge following as yeah. a coach, a player. I've done some things out yeah. there or whatever. Um not reading off my resume because that pisses people off and I understand why. <laughs> they get to hear that every episode. Every episode. But um <laughs> you want people that don't watch the sport walk by a beach court and say, 
this looks interesting. I want to stop yes. and watch. Yes, honestly, that's the goal and for sure. if there is this self-indulgent thing happening or if there is this kind of a feeling out process, process that comes with not practicing and not watching video or being prepared for the team you're playing against, people that don't watch the sport are going to be like, all right, time's up. I'm gone. Yeah, you know, course. People that do play the sport are like, oh, okay, there's three courts. Let me see what's mm -hmm. on court two. Mm -hmm. We need people. A balance of people, right? Like if you back to the UFC, mm -hmm. Conor McGregor is mm -hmm. popular, but people know who Khabib is. Yeah. Did Khabib gain fans the same way Conor did? Definitely not. No. Definitely not. No, he's funny as hell. Yeah. His oh, broken yeah. English is funner, is more no, fun. No, but than that's what people understand. When you start following these people, you realize they're not just like as boring as you think they are. Mm -hmm. You know, they have their own personalities and they're just funny in their own groups. He just had broken language because it's a language barrier for him, you know? Did you see that match with him and Alaya Quinta? Matt Sarah and Ray Longo coaching Alaya Quinta. Yeah. And they give him a, a, some constructive advice in the middle. He says, roll, 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 roll. And he goes, and he looks at them. He says, that's good advice, but it's not going to work. And like, he looks at the coaches like, like wow, that's good coaching. But, but, but I think I still got him, you know. That was Khabib, uh, his version of talking shit, which at the same time wasn't yeah. disrespectful. He's doing it in It's good to see him on the coaching side now, though. It's awesome. Yeah. Look, if you look at the smaller promotions, PFL, he's got a brother. Mm -hmm. um, he's got um, a whole bunch of guys from he's Dagestan. Like brother, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a Dagestani fighter lose in like two okay. years. Yeah. Islam's probably going to get a title fight soon. He's top five now. So. Who? Islam, his best friend. Yeah. If someone will fight him. Yeah. These guys are holding on to their rankings yeah. for, for dear life. Yeah, they yeah. Well, they think rankings are everything for no. sure. The only one who doesn't care right now is Tony. Tony, if, right now. Looks Tony like will fight till he can't move. Yeah. What <laughs> happened to him? You know, do you, th do, you think, do you think he used himself up too much by yeah. the time his moment of truth came? He just didn't get that. I honestly feel sorry for him. He didn't get his moment with Khabib when he should have. Yeah. Um, you know, they tried five times. Five times could be two and a half years. And you can only have your prime for so long. And now he's just too old. He's out of the game. He's been beat up too much. Look how he got beat up so bad. You know, by against Justin Gaethje. Gaethje. Him up. Great referee stoppage. You agree? For sure. He couldn't even walk, man. He was limp. Like, limping yeah. is one thing, but he couldn't see. He was bleeding from every single crack. But some, ref, some refs usually wait for the fighter to, to like, fall. Yep. To take the yep. fall. Or not. There's, like, rules, right? I don't know rules, if it was right? but he... There's rules. Like, you can't... You have to be responsive, of course. Right. Like, you have to act on offense you can't just be on defense so if you're on defense 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 and you're not moving then you're not still call it what do they call it intelligent intelligently defending yourself yes yes right. yes you just got to make movements you got to get up you got to do stuff to show the ref that you're still in this fight and he was like out of it so they just let him go because he was moving you know he wasn't doing anything but he was moving he was scrambling but yeah he doesn't feel pain you know? Yeah, and he, that's how you got to know. You feel pain, to, but, he was, but that's a, as a there ref, was like blood to, at two inches on the you know everywhere. It was not yeah. going anywhere. But he no, got exactly. that fight. He got beat up so bad. He's never gonna recover from that. No, he can't be the fighter. Like he got probably so much brain damage from that. There's just too much going on. And he's gotten hit in the head a lot. He's gotten dropped by Pettis. Yeah, oh yeah. If you remember he he did like a backward roll, and he, when he got up, he yeah, got hit again. He got hit again. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was all over. Um, Landetta, uh, Venata, Lando Venata. Actually, this last replacement fighter that fought him in the first round line. dropped him a yeah, bunch of times. Yeah. I mean, he got hit so much. Um, Kevin Lee. He just won't give Kevin up. Kevin Lee, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think... The problem is he didn't get that fight yeah, with Habib, he, and he should have. I feel really bad for him. You want to be able to read to your kids, man. You want to be able to read to your kids. I know. You know? He doesn't care about that. But he does have, you know, he just had another baby boy, so he's he's happy. Mm. <laughs> he's doing well. He's really invested in that, but he just needs to be done. Like you said, he needs to be able to read to his kids one day. And I don't know yeah, if he can he right now. Go out like Ali or yeah. like... 
Avenger Holyfield. That yeah. was not fun to watch. That was sad. That I was, should not have happened. That was the first time boxing enlisted an actual striker. Yeah. Uh, the same happened. night, it was Anderson Silva. Yes. yes. Anderson Silva and Vitor Belfort were the first two oh, guys, God, MMA guys that went into boxing that had a, um, uh, a, 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 at least a Muay Thai background. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Vitor shows. Vitor is a machine gun because he doesn't loop his yeah, shots. For sure. His shots come in. And there's just no time. Yeah. Like a lot of people. There's no time to dodge that, but because it's not looping, there's no power. But yeah. he has power here. Yeah. He has core power. Yeah. Uh, um, and Anderson Silva, ooh, he stiffened up Tito. Tito Ortiz, he dropped. So, he got face. Oh, yeah, no, I know. He face-planted Tito, I man. I know, that which was is crazy. Sad. Tito said he's not done, but I think you're done after that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tito immediately called out someone after a loss, which I find bizarre. You're, uh, you, you're usually like, you call out people when you win. When you, yeah, that was just... Yeah. Jeez, and then how about Connor? The way he went out against Dustin, just still sitting down. I called that. That's stupid. Yeah, Connor just thinks he could be the Connor he was four years ago, and just you know do fight camp of the fighter and not be in shape all year long and come fight. You know, his here's, body just can't handle it anymore, and he doesn't realize that he just thinks he can just do a fight camp. Here's what I think, and I want your thoughts on yeah. this. Two things come into play with Connor, and Miranda will appreciate this. It's really hard to get out of bed when you have a hundred a hundred million dollars in the bank. Since he got he, that boxing bet, he's, he's Floyd. not hungry. He's not hungry Dude, anymore. Floyd got look three, at his whiskey. Yeah, his proper whiskey, twelve. Proper twelve makes so much money that he yes, it is hard to get up and have a yacht outside and you know waiting for you to travel the world around and have to go fight instead. Yes, it's hard. You're that's in why satin sheets. You would rather have breakfast in bed. Yeah. So that's one. Two. Inactivity in mixed martial arts is a real thing. Yes. The reason why... We'll talk about that for sure. And this is when I'm going to give you the floor. The reason why I thought Dustin looked sharper. Because when Connor was out there fighting um, Mayweather. Yeah. And got choked out in somewhere in between by Khabib. And, you know, fought Donald Cerrone. But yeah. that was a stylistic nightmare. Because Cerrone Cerrone's the, the kind of fighter, if you're going to finish him, it has to be early. Like, if that went to the second round... Cerrone's maybe, also on the downhill of his yeah, career. But Cerrone's also a warm-up fighter. So yeah. if that went to the second or third round, you might have seen maybe, a Nate maybe. Diaz all over again. But like you said, maybe not. Yeah, he's a little uh, um, older. Yeah, we didn't like, it didn't look good. We didn't... No. We didn't the outlook that was a win for Conor, hands down. Nothing yeah. should have happened other than that. So while Conor was doing that, Dustin Poirier fights Max Holloway. He fought... Um, Eddie Alvarez in Eddie's last match in the mm -hmm. UFC, which was like fight of the year. He fought Justin Gaethje mm -hmm. on some dodging box that just yeah. classic boxing stuff. Yeah. Fought Khabib Nurmagomedov. Had Khabib in the guillotine choke? I don't. I didn't think Khabib was in trouble. Uh, uh, He's but been in, in that the choke fourth, in the fourth He'd round, that's as close as you're going to get. He had it above the chin. That's but that's, the problem. that's as yeah. close as you're going to get to people getting out of their seat to see that this. Yeah, is, that people this got excited. Real. That was what. Yeah. That, that was what second round fourth was it? Round. Fourth round. Okay. Yeah. But you knew that Wait, it could that be fight went out. to fourth round? Yeah. Right. But you knew if he... Um, well, I, we can look it up, too. We could look up Justin Gaethje. Um, and then the... Wick, uh, no, just, not Justin Gaethje. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Poirier. It's P-O-I... Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're, you're right. I just want to see what is... I, we were walking through the, the, the matches. I know. We were, I, like, um, thinking about and it. And it's good. I just wanted to flash it up. YouTube? No, no, no. Go to um, Safari. Because we're looking at... We're looking for win-loss records. Um, Dustin Poirier, P, um, Dustin, and then P O I R, P O I. Oh. There it is, and look for Wikipedia initiative. Dish and scroll, when you scroll down, it has his his uh, mixed martial arts record. So, 
So what was I saying? Um, Justin Gaethje, mm-hmm. Eddie Alvarez, um, Max Holloway, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Good lineup. These are the guys he's been staying busy with. And, the, he, and, he, and he beat all thing. of them except Khabib. That's the thing. He's been busy. Yeah. He, not just. But busy. didn't you pick Dustin to win that because yes. of the activity? Yes. Anyone that's been watching yes. this sport. I picked him to win even the first time. Yep. Sorry, not the first time, as in the one in Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. on Yaz Island. I picked him to win that one, too, and I don't usually bet. I don't do any of that, but I've had my bets on him. So let's look, take a look at it. You can zoom in a little bit if you want, if they allow you to. Okay. Right here? Yeah. Go yeah, scroll. That's Connor's last match. He fought Connor twice. We're gonna skip that because those were just mer- those yeah, were just Dan Hooker. Oh, that yeah. is a That's savage a good, dude. That's a savage fight. That was now, that, this is that only loss. Check Dan it out. This is like only that. loss. But look at before that. Look at Khabib, which shouldn't even yeah. count because everyone loses a Khabib. Yeah, I, I was gonna say don't Max, count that one. Eddie, Justin, Pettis, Pettis yeah. Eddie, Jim Miller, yeah. Savage, yeah. Michael Johnson, Carter, Bobby yeah. Green. He finished Bobby Green. Bobby Green doesn't get finished. Joseph Duffy, the the only guy before uh to beat conor mcgregor before yeah. um Khabib. and now we're getting like really old into his career yeah like well that years. was um when he was um 145 he, and he was small yeah. when he fought when he fought conor he was 145 yes, yes 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 but scroll down a little bit more he he beat max holloway cub swanson oh, cub swanson's no joke especially yeah. during that time so so while conor so basically the oh, last max six matches too. when conor scroll up again because i want to see the matches scroll all the way up and, and uh, move a little bit this way so we can see the dates on the matches so conor fought he won the 145 in 2014. He won Madison Square Garden. It was 2016. Yes. Okay. Since Madison Square Garden. This is 2018. Go down. Since 2016, when he won the title, this dude fought Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez twice, fought Anthony Pettis. We can scroll up now. 2006. No, we're going up uh, chronologically. Yeah. 2017, 2018, Max Holloway, Khabib, Hooker, Connor, Connor. So that whole time when Connor fought Mayweather once in one year fought Khabib once and he won one year. how much money that time he was gone yeah. around the world on his yacht for three months straight but that's the thing like you yeah. know you might be able to get away with that stuff when you're you know in your prime of your you know your fighting but someone like that and his weight class mm-hmm. too like everyone's so the skill set is so huge so he thinks that he could just do a fight camp as I was saying before so like fight camps sometimes are eight weeks you know whatever long they want to make their fine cap so eight weeks you just go hard 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 but can your body do that from laying on your yacht for you know three months not if you don't have a good general nutrition and, and like you said what just are you the, eating you know like yeah. so it comes back to that like all these guys like habib says it he talks about it even to this day right now but him wanting a rematch with dustin and he's like habib's like why does he get that rematch he's lost him twice you know his he's not training like you need to be active and training throughout the year this is your job you know, take two days off after a fight for your family. Take a week off just like normal people. But this is your job. So, you know, we don't take days. It's not like I'm not doing my job like in June or May. You just got to do your work throughout the whole time and then be in shape. And then when a fight comes, you fight for the guy and prepare for the guy. You don't spend the first part of fight camp getting back in shape and then spend four weeks on the guy. You know, you're already in shape. Now you go fight camp is about the guy. That's that's what it is. And he wasn't doing that. And it shows because he's been losing since he's won that millionaire status <laughs> yeah he honestly i don't even know what makes him come back i mean 
Like, you look at other sports. He says he still has the passion for fighting. But, but money the, money is money, you know? He's the, having too much fun with the celebrity status. But is the passion residual, right? Does it come in spurts? And then those few, those spurts, yeah, you see, which are like, few and far in between, are you not training? It, what's happening is yeah. you see someone in your class fighting, and you're like, oh, I could beat them. Let me go back and do this. And then you get that little urge again, that little hint. But that's not real. You know, yeah. that's not going to last. That's why you're losing. Well, the one and the discipline are not, are not always... Um, binary right yeah. they're, they're, they're they're mutually exclusive yeah, right yeah. he like, needs to just take look his money i want to be run. an avp champion what, yeah. what the fuck did that, what the hell did i do to what did i do the last yeah, yeah, yeah. two years or no, if not my real. entire life <laughs> he did what he needed that. to do he yes. did a lot of entertainment he got money sit on your yacht man why do you need to fight enjoy your life enjoy your life you have two beautiful kids now mm -hmm. like you're happy you have a good family you're happy with that the other thing that needs to come into play is to step up in competition since oh, he's he, beaten Aldo, he's moved up a whole weight class. We do we both agree that 155 is the most at that time, if not now, is the most competitive division. That is a murderer's row. It is yeah, a murder. It, it I mean, really is. I well, really, at that time, 185 was too. Right? I was going to say um, middleweight um, is also crazy. Rocco was me. was was still doing yes. well. Um, when he came back, and Joel Romero was yeah, is a scary bad, scary Romero, fighter. I, yeah, to, I watched Romero Adesanya live, and that was yeah. insane. That was a bloodbath. But also because. Romero kept chasing him, so it looked like he can get knocked out, right. but it, not enough happened. But the middleweight matches, look at Gastelum and like any, even Whitaker and um, Adesanya, that match five rounds, like that's that, that's a bloodbath. Yeah, it is. Even Adesanya was like, I'm gonna die in this fight. Like, Dude, like, willing, you know? You know what I liked about Romero? Um, that he's 42 and can move like he's 20. I, he has to be tested. You have to go watch has to be Romero's warm up. Bottle, man, just like. go watch his warm up. Yo, well, Romero, just look up, up. Uh, look because just look. We got volleyball people watching this, for, <laughs> and they might not know like yeah. who he is, is because they're not yeah, an yeah. enthusiast so, or Y O E L. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it yo? Yeah, Y O E L. Y Yo Well. Yeah. And let's see. If we could just and just Google get a his picture, like an image search. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't know. YouTube. You could YouTube or do, do you could do either one. Either one's a win, Miranda. Yeah, his warm up but, will make you feel like you're the most unfit person. But no, ever. just his body. He and looks like. Look at him. Is this and he's like this forty a... something. Oh my gosh. Just go to like you the middle of it somewhere, like middle beginning. So has. Yeah, we try to show less YouTube videos because I don't want our podcast to get flagged or whatever. But so if we have a picture of him after the YouTube video, if you have a picture of him. Yeah. Is this... Like his body is just. Right. Insane for his age. Are you for That's ridiculous. Tell me that dude's 42 years look at old. His shoulders. Look, 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 look at that. Look at that. Look at this guy. And then he's gonna stone. He's gonna start like springing. Look at the split. Look at the split. He's gonna start like springing off the wall soon. Feel like I'm not allowed. Yeah. Looks like one of those figurines from He-Man. That's what I'm saying. Like, Christ who's sakes. moving him like that? That's. You know, and he's that flexible. That's impressive. Usually, when you're that big, yeah. Yeah, you're usually stiff as a board. Yeah, yeah, just, you know. That's real. <laughs> Look at Miranda. <laughs> All right, we can forward a little bit. All right, yeah, yeah, go to his movements a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. We're gonna get, dude. I'm so gonna get flagged for this. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I know, right? He's knee people like flying knees and like knockout. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. Like look at him. Look at his. Oh my god. Look at his movements. Look at the way he moves, look at his man. Slip, his slips. And he's quick. All right, so let's go to like a, um, an image search instead yeah. of YouTube. I don't want to get flagged for this. We still, <laughs> Sorry. We still want people to watch this shit. Uh, um, my bad, my bad. 
So his biggest controversy, and this is be, probably before you got into it, they he made the news about making like a um, like a Jesus doesn't like gay people reference, but people. He's Cuban American, so yes, people took yes. the way he said something, yeah. and that's not what he said. If you listen to the video, he said "No forget Jesus." Oh, that's saying don't forget or Jesus. Or forget. Yes. Yeah, so he's like he's uh, all he, about. He's that, like though. he he's says you're out here and you cheer, you yeah. cheer for this person, you cheer for that person, but he says, but you forget, you forget the number one, but the number one. He says you forget. He says no for no for gay Jesus. And he probably heard. And different. like someone yep. heard that, and I can't believe Aww. someone printed that and made that like a story yeah. when and he people will take and run anything. <laughs> no for gay Jesus. <laughs> I'm just you know trying to put it up. There it is. <laughs> You're Could like you please show some I'm focus? Like, ah, I'm sorry. What's happening? I was just, you know, trying to, trying to show the people. That's ridiculous. We get the people what they want. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, all right, 185, we could, 155, we can make a debate about that. So yeah. getting back to what we were saying, there's a step up in competition. He's not training as hard. It, it, was, a, it was a train wreck waiting. Yeah, it's definitely a train because his body just couldn't keep up with the movement. Yeah. He collapsed. You know, his leg collapsed. It, it was a wrong step in the motion. Your leg can, you know, can stay a little bit, but it just gave out. It was, it it was, was too much training in a short amount of time from doing nothing. We've, we've all had that, mm-hmm. you know, trying but to he, stress but for an exam. Training, like, it's the same thing. But even if he is training, it's difficult. Like, yeah. think about John Jones, all yeah. right? Everybody's like, why is John Jones a decision machine? A decision machine. I said, no. John Jones was finishing people until he got the title. Yeah. And when you're defending the title, you got to play it safe. You are the title for that reason, you know. But not just play it safe. Your points. You're not facing someone who's a number ten fighter or number fifteen fighter. You're not beating someone, stopping someone on the way up. Yeah. You're only facing the guy who's named the number one contender. Yes. And and you're if you're in a match. Where you hit John as hard as you can, and he's still there. Or if John hits Glover Teixeira, right? Who's who's got a strong chin? John hits him as hard as you can, and you can't knock him out. Yeah. You have to find other ways to win. Yeah. You <laughs> you're do. not. You're not. Gonna and that's t- why John is so good. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yes. his skill set is huge. He that's out why the he's considered. Yeah, he's considered the goat because of that. He he can do this. He can do that. He can do this. He can pull it out from anywhere, and, and that he's dude's patient. He's snorting cocaine. He's, he's doing he's it drinking. all then. That's the Probably reason why he's giving not him no. lap dances. That's and he, and the he's reason why people won't claim him as the goat, though. Yeah. Because they're like, look at him. He's cheated. He's done this. He's done that. He's had a milligram of this a in his picogram. system. A picogram. A picogram. <laughs> yeah. In his system. In in Nevada, it's okay, but not in California. Like mm. it's just too much, and just people are just trying to nitpick on every small thing. But he's the goat. So educating the, the the masses on what what's going on with John Jones, and it relates to a lot of sports. He's got flagged for um, banned substances at some point and performance enhancing drugs. The first time it was cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like the athletic commission doesn't actually have a test for cocaine. It was something they did arbitrarily. Yeah. They weren't supposed to. And John got mad at them but i'm like dude You're you just cocaine. got caught shut up you just okay? got caught on you just lost your nike as, as you just lost your athlete. nike sponsor too which yeah. by, i mean which which had to be a big hit too as well oh, of course and the second time he got flagged he got flagged for a banned substance that's found in a dick pill he, he bought at a gas station this man's just trying to have a little fun yeah. right and then and then the third time he got flagged for something that he claims it was, it was a residual effect from, yes, from years a year ago. ago that was yeah. found in the picogram. Yes. But at so some small. point... And then also it's allowed in a certain... Like there's different states. So if you're fighting in like Nevada, you had to follow their commission or whatever right. state. So in certain states it's allowed and in the state he fought in it wasn't. So it was pretty... 
Interesting. But I, but I want people to know the difference between a banned substance and a performance-enhancing drug. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody is going to call cocaine a performance-enhancing drug unless you got hopped up that, well, same, that's what he said. That same night. That's you can get he... shot five times. Yeah. Like, what else? I'm still like here. The guy, um, was it Al Pacino? What was that Scarface? Yes. <laughs> you think you can thank me? <laughs> you didn't fucking owe me you want to thank me. <laughs> Come say hello to my little friend. Oh my <laughs> so, God. um, yeah, that dude, that kind of hopped up is yeah. different. That's performance enhancing, okay? Yeah. But banned substances, nobody's gonna, nobody's, nobody's thinking of taking a dick pill. It's gonna help him, help him, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and like Nick Diaz, right? Smoking some weed or whatever, which he has Speaking a prescription Speaking of Nick for. Diaz, he's uh, fighting soon. Yes. Next weekend. Next weekend. The same, uh, Ortega Volkanovsky, right? The same Ortega's car. gonna be there. He's, he lives here, you know. He's in Torrance. Yeah, he lives here. I was um I was at a karaoke. You're talking to me like Hennessy's. I don't know him. No, but before the the pandemic, he used to come when I was singing karaoke at Hennessy's. He used to come through on a skateboard. Party with us on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, he's so cool. He's isn't he cool? He's so chill. He's everything. He's he everything still lives by his mama, even with all his money. Good he's man. such a family guy. He's watching his brother. He's trying to take his brother in through like acting and. He's 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 doing That's it right. Like Drake said, God's plan, right? He's doing it right. He's a he's a homebody. He'll never love forget. Me? I, only, I told him only partly. I only love my bed and my mama. That's I'm him. Sorry. That's him. That's him. <laughs> but yeah, he's a good guy. But um, so banned substances is something you could get at GNC that you mm-hmm. if you, yes. if you don't read the fine print. You, you pee in a bottle, all of a sudden you're hot, and then people think you're a cheater. Yeah, you know. But people need to be careful about that. Like Dave McKenzie, volleyball player. He he got um, flagged for something that was like a banned substance, and oh. they wanted to retest him, and he refused to because he was in Malaysia, and the testing process was in Australia, and they wanted him to pay his own way. And then the league he was playing, and it, it would cost him more money to take the flight. <laughs> so if you don't like, show, so yeah. if you don't show, it's the same thing as a positive uh, test. Uh, yes, 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 um, yes. How about Alex Kleiman? What happened to her? A lot of people don't know. 2013, she got flagged for a banned substance playing no. indoor uh, and got suspended for that. And that's something a lot of people know. I don't feel like I'm airing people's laundry. I, this, I was like, damn, not, I'm going to be shamed. No, I'm just joking. It's, but it's, look, it's not a common knowledge thing. No, of course. Right? But, um, it's not something you want out there either. No, because people don't look at her indoor career. No. Nope. So they don't So they don't look at the things she's done well mm-hmm. or, she's, or the things that, that some might consider controversial. Right. Um, but she got flagged for a banned substance that yeah. eventually when you just start giving the doctor everything you take in. Right. And they're like, OK, it was in that you're suspended. You you have to know what's in your body, blood, which is the stupidest thing. That's you have. The thing, they yeah. expect you to be like this doctor, like you have to know I'm what's in your body. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, banned substances. It's not like Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. Uh, before your time, he's the yeah, guy that fought like, Me and Ren are like, what? He's the guy that made Anderson okay. Silva famous. Oh, got it. Because Anderson Silva was just murking the competition. And then this guy comes along from University of Oregon, a wrestler who fought in Bodog fighting. Yeah. And he was quiet as a mouse his whole career. Then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, so what? He's got a black belt from the Noguera brothers? That's like me having an extra toy in my Happy Meal. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything. You know? And he's sitting there and he's like, I thought the Nogueras, the Nogueras thought the bus was a horse. They're trying to feed the bus bananas and this and that. Yeah. And he just starts talking shit till he gets his title match against whatever. And they're got like, it, they're it. like, Chell, don't you know Brazilians are listening? He's like, I didn't know Brazil. Had yeah. inter- I didn't know Brazil had internet. So he's just like, just saying everything that's going to, very much like Kobe Covington. But oh, very much like Kobe Covington, when it came oh, down. God. To- they're fighting in November. Yeah. I think November or something. Yeah. Hashtag I broke your face. Right, uh, that's what he said. Um, well, Uzman said to him. Was, yeah. No, but my point is, 
Sorry, I'm just, team loose muscle. No, my, my point is just like Connor, just like we want for our sport. Yeah. If you're able to put butts in seats, if you're able to divert this attention yeah. where all eyes on you, be fucking ready for the opportunity. He fought Anderson Silva for four and a half rounds. Takedown, top position, noogies. And then a desperation move with a minute and a half left. Yes. Um, Anderson wow. Silva slaps on a triangle choke and tail wow. has, and has I mean, to Like tap. you said, desperation. And he gained, go. but Chael gained more in that loss. And then Anderson Silva finally had a nemesis, finally had a rival, someone who close. wanted him. Yeah. And this is where you're going you're gonna to see with um, Covington and Usman. I've never seen two guys who want each other so bad in that cage. Yeah. They want, Miranda, they wanted each other so bad in that cage. They're both wrestlers. And they went five rounds Just and there punching. wasn't one takedown attempt. Yeah. They literally wanted to stand in the middle yeah. of the cage and punch each other in the face until one guy's jaw broke. Yeah. He broke his jaw the third round. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Finished him, you yeah. know? And man, that was a good fight. Yeah, but I can't think of someone that I, I despise more. Yeah, than I mean, Kobe Covington. Anyone that Kobe's gonna have a rivalry with is gonna be the most hated match, you know. Or but isn't he the best thing that happened to Usman's career? Usman was someone that oh, you know you're what? just a wrestler. Oh, you just like to yes. press people yes. against the cage. Uh, Masvidal too. You know, yeah. Masvidal was a good number. But I think the main thing for Usman's career was getting the belt. Tyrone, yeah, like Tyrone was unstoppable, and then. This guy comes and Tyler makes... was hated too, man. I know. And he was like unstoppable. And then Usman like was his cardio, like his tank was just full on. Like he was a cardio machine. And that's what really put him on the map of who this guy was, you know? You know what else put knew him he was. on the map? He did very much like Khabib did. Khabib yeah. was a decision machine. Yeah, they're very similar. But once the two of them, this is the one thing they have in common. Once they won the belt, you haven't seen a decision win. Yeah. Only only decision win was that last minute first match with um, Masvidal. Masvidal, yes. Okay. Which he repaired and replaced yes. with that knockout. You just saw water fly out. He hit him so hard, right? It's just that was water, so good. Water I was I was standing um, up. Yeah. Uh, Burns. He beat Burns. He That's beat such a sad Covington. match because they're friends. They're really good friends. They train together. You never America want to beat up your team. friend. They're both crying after. They're both... Oh. Yeah. But that's the one thing Khabib and them have in common. Since Khabib has won the belt, he stopped um, um, Dustin Poirier. He stopped Conor McGregor. Yeah. You stopped Justin Gaethje. Justin's In fact, machine. he decided to triangle choke him because he didn't want to armbar him because he didn't oh, want to hurt him. Because his parents were right there. Did you know that? Khabib, this is how crazy, but this is how good you are. Yeah, he found a second way to beat him. He didn't want to break his arm because he knew Gaethje wasn't going to tap. Yeah, I've never used Gaethje's he's, never tapped. No, and in it's his be, no, it's because no, it's because he said in an interview. I didn't want to hurt that him. week. He's like, I, no, he was like. I'm not going to tap because everyone taps to Khabib. I'm not going to tap. So that's why Habib was like, if he's not going to tap during this, his arm's going to get thrown out. His mm -hmm. parents are right there. Literally, he's doing it right there. So he goes to choke him out and puts him to sleep because then he's like, all right, now he doesn't have to tap. He just yeah, sleeps. Like, you don't wait. have to tap. You just take How talented are you that you can transition from this top fighter going from an arm bar to like a choke? Oh, oh. And Gaethje just so just good. fresh off the win against a competitor Tony Ferguson too. That's just yeah. that's that's the biggest mic drop you're ever good. gonna see for someone. I can't wait to see the next one. Who like Justin's gonna fight? It'll be a good fight. Justin's yep. good. So the very moral, the moral of the story is we need maybe just two. Yeah. We need two people whose rising tide can lift all ships. Um, right now, I really like what Nuss and Cloth are doing because yeah. they're they're not waiting for the good old boys club to give them the, the rubber the nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have been playing in the, all the AVP Americas. Yeah. Which I think I was, was a teacher. it up in those. Listen, <laughs> that is the recipe 
to get to the qualifier and the main draw. And then when you get to the main draw, you still find ways to win. Yep. Think about this year alone, the Brazilians, mm-hmm. right? The Brazilians made the finals against April and Alex. Mm-hmm. They made it from the qualifier. Jeez. From the qualifier. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Kristen yes, yes, Nuss yes. and Taryn Cloth. Also, uh, Atlanta yeah. qualifier yeah, to the finals, insane. beat the brakes off of Clay's and Sponsel, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, which I, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, should I just say that loud? I wasn't crying over that one. Let's just put it. Yeah, that's all we need. I'll yeah. leave it at that. I'm a USA guy first. They go to the Olympics. I'm a cheer from, but 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 that's where it stops. No. But I'm pro. I'm not Got necessarily it. anti-Sponsel and Clay's. I'm just I've been I've been. You have your own experience. TKN has allowed me. Uh, to become a fan and take the journey with them. Got it. And when they lost, I cried with them. When COVID canceled this season, they wow. cried their eyes out. You were right there. I cried with them. <laughs> uh, uh, Coconut Beach, I called. I was ready to call center court. Uh, um, well, I called center court for um, Evan Corey yeah. and Logan Weber uh, against Rafael Rodriguez yeah. yep. and Peter Marciniak. So I was I was calling for their cable channel and for their live stream. So I was yeah. at Coconut Beach. I was there when Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth won by forfeit. Because oh. the the Brazilians were cramping up, they yeah. played five matches. That that would have been their fifth match. Got it. Which, by the That's way, has lot. prepared them. Yeah. Which, by the way, subsequently prepared both of those teams for the tour. Yeah. Think about both teams. Like AVP America, you could play five matches in one day. Oh my On gosh. a Saturday or Sunday. So when you go through the qualifier to the draw, you're like, I'm. I think I'm good. Yeah. And when you play, you're already used to playing in humid and hot weather, like 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 Louisiana. Those girls are ready. They yeah. won Atlantic City too. Atlantic City, the 100K purse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. So, um... Oh, my God. <laughs> She's so... you so accommodating. But, um, the point I was trying to make, and I wanted you to... Because I know you, we got to go at some point. Yeah. Um, I wanted you, you... I wanted to finish, and you can maybe agree or ring, ring the sentiment that I don't think you need to be Connor to move the, the needle. Yes. For the sport, there yes. are some people who let their play do the talking. Yeah. Karch was a very quiet dude yeah, yeah, before yeah. he became older and started tearing yeah. down net systems. Miss uh, um, D May is not a loud person. Her and Carrie no, Walsh. Oh yeah. And but I think you, you and Mercedes have this thing about you where you are inviting because you're real and you're honest, and people do are, are become interested. And then you go to these tournaments. They're like, wait, they're playing. I want to watch their game. And yeah. you, you do allow these people to follow. And that just that doesn't just include winning. Because at the end of the day, you got to find ways like to win. Like you said, there's a story behind it, too. To win. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. You're good for the sport. Thank you, man. You're good for Thank the sport. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me out, too. Yeah. You know, it's been nice meeting you. The pleasure's all mine, but I know, I know, my God, we got something. We got places to go. Is there a particular uh, plug or uh, IG handle you want pe- people yeah, to know house. about you? That's who I am. Tin in the house. I'm always around. Tin simple in the as house. A, simple as that. I can yell it on the streets. Tin in the house. That's my IG, guys. Oh my God, Miranda, say say what say say bye say bye to all these people who bye, miss people. you so much. <laughs> it's been nice. We're in episode one ten right now. Good for I you. She hasn't been on the Man. set since thirty. Oh my God. She's had some well rested time. Yeah. but we've had looking great. Dude, we remember Liz Rebel. We've had some great yeah, talks. We had talks about street like harassment, oh. like women in sports. And we've, like, you got to come back on because we haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, to, like, no, we, we didn't even. There's we so many things. Yeah, we've like, that. I think we we've niched on a little bit of stuff, so we'll get there. All right, cool. It's just a start. So listen, she might love you guys, but I don't love you guys. In fact, <laughs> I, I can't stand any of you. In fact, I'm out of here. So for all of you at home. 
for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your Droid, for all of you on the lunch line at Starbucks that decided to watch <laughs> yours truly, for Tin, Tanisa Sri, and for my homegirl, Miranda Gagne, I'm Jason DeBase. This is episode 110 of the Option Podcast, and we're out. The Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear. Let's end this.